What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Bitcast, episode 279, coming to you from a very frigid morning here in Kansas City. Uh, but it's going to be a great show today. We got our full panel. We're almost exactly on time for a change going live here. And today we're going to be talking about we've got Prince of Persia, we've got Xbox De- Developer Direct, if I can speak. We've got uh, the games of early 2024 to preview. And of course, we are finally going to uh, ask the whole panel, all four of us, uh, the questions that you have raised for us over the past few weeks. So we have quite a few to go through. It should be a good time, and there's uh, definitely some funny ones in the mix. So I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by three of my favorite people, to be honest with you. The man, the myth, the legend, who's mm. coming dressed as he's in Kansas City this morning, Mr. Rodriguez. How we doing, man? Eh, it's too damn cold. Too damn cold. <laughs> The rent is too damn. Car this morning, I was like, "Oh man, this is crazy." Yeah. So if you're not aware from wherever, because I know we have a global audience, it is negative nine degrees Fahrenheit here, which I don't know what that is Celsius, like negative twenty something. Um, <clears throat> I saw Taylor Swift look cold last night. I did. <laughs> and yes, yeah, uh, yeah, the wind chill it was last night was negative twenty nine. Um, Fahrenheit again. Uh, regardless, the Chiefs fans were out, uh, and the Chiefs kind of dominated that game. So uh, Kansas yep. City's a happy place at the moment right now anyway. Yeah. Um, There's mostly people from Raytown who never get to go to the games because they usually get priced out. feel bad for those people. But they enjoyed it, and they brought the they brought it, man. I really expected, like, five people. At that, at that yeah, place. it was – yeah. Um, of course – Poppin'. Yeah, Man. it was it was loud, and, uh, yeah, it seemed to be a good time. So, you know, it is what it is. Good but – Yes, good for them. Uh, Sorry, Dolphins fans. (laughs) Sorry, Dolphins fans, yes. Next, we have uh, a gentleman who became a Michigan fan just a couple weeks ago. The bandwagon himself. (laughs) My friend, Mr. Hogue, the fan, now fan, I mean, if you want to call it that, of the national champion, Michigan Wolverines. How we doing, my friend? 20 years of garbage (laughs) that I lived through. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yes, I, I've I've been along with the Michigan Wolverines for a long time. Neither my head coach nor my starting quarterback will commit to returning next year, so we'll see how it goes. But for right now, <laughs> they're national champs. Go blue! <laughs> there you go. Gluttonous yeah. weasels. What? <laughs> what? Gluttonous weasels. Wolverines. <laughs> oh, gluttonous weasels! I I didn't hear yeah. the words that came out. Yeah, that, that was yeah, fun. that's Man, their. Their their um like scientific name means gluttonous weasel. I'm pretty sure I could be misremembering that, but oh, I read a, I'm sure I read a lot of National Ge- Geographic as a kid, and I'm, I I know <laughs> I know a lot of a lot of scientific names for animals. <laughs> and of course, last but certainly not least, we like to refer to him around here as our fancy YouTuber, Mister Ty Guy Travis. How we fancy doing? Fancy YouTuber. <laughs> He's reacting to the word YouTuber, not fancy. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, my my face is like, ugh, YouTuber, gross. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We hate what we hate in ourselves. Is that that smart? Did I I sound smart at all? (laughs) You're very very smart, Travis. No, I'm not. Shut up, you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's good. Good week. Good to be back in games. Seeing people play Prince of Persia. I haven't played that one, but I'm playing games. Hi guys. So good. So good. I what have played Prince of Persia. The demo is available folks. 
Yes, demo is oh, out. Oh, I forgot so, about the demo. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it actually, from what I understand, I haven't played the demo, but I, from what I understand, it gives you a few different sections of the game that you can kind of experience too. So I, if, I could be wrong about that, but um, anyway. All right. So of course, oh no, I forgot to do something. Um, I forgot to pull in Tide's picks from this morning. Um, so that I could put them up on the screen. You're going to have to bear with me one second. But, yeah, I will start talking about Prince. Go ahead. What would you say? So what do we got this week with our AI? We have – I don't know what you would describe this as, actually. So let me go ahead and get this up. Question answering faces, right? Question answering faces. Oh, QA faces. Interesting. I don't know what to expect. Are all of our faces been morphed into question marks? That would be cool. No. <laughs> no, but my my face is not big enough for my head. I would wow. say that's true in real life too. Wow, they gave they really <laughs> think my head is big. Jeez. <laughs> also, my favorite thing about this is that Ains has so many questions. The rest of us, we we got a little questioning, but he's a very confused man over there. Lots of questions. It, it, I think it's accurate. If I'm honest, I, I have a lot of questions. Dan, I think that's a good look for you. That's the best you've looked in a while, Dan. Here's the problem, though, right? My eye bags are so bad that it thinks I have glasses. (laughs) 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 I didn't realize why I didn't. I thought it was glasses. They are glasses, but I don't wear glasses. So my eye bags apparently are, you know, the little half sex. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, you, honestly, you next to Ains, you look like it's Ains and then intelligent, sophisticated Ains right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Hogue, you look like uh, Elmer Fudd on a first date. You know, he took <laughs> off the hat. He decided to settle down. It's good for him, man. Yeah, I don't think I have a, a white like that. dimple on his right eye. Like, is that a yeah. tear or is that just a, a mark? No, it's a reflection, right? It's like a, it's a way <laughs> yeah. to do anime. I like this. Wow. So is this is that okay. is that why I look a little Asian? It's the anime thing. Is that yeah. is that what we're going for here? It's an anime style. It's, uh, Travis, you look adorable. Yeah, yeah adorable, yeah, I, Travis. I, I went full chibi. I don't know what, what's up with that on my <laughs> side. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. If I were an AI, I'd be like, all right, that guy's that's that's actual size of his head. <laughs> Big old noggin on this guy. I like that's I good. like it. You look like a bobblehead or a Funko Pop. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was Funko Pop. Good. My my Funko oh, Pop is also just my regular action figure. <laughs> Ty, thank you as always for the uh, the weekly amusement. All right, boys. Uh, I know uh, we are not going to go three hours today because we actually have a stop. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into it. Kicking off with what we're currently playing, let me uh, talk to you about Prince of Persia. I will keep this relatively brief, considering you can watch my review. Or, or read my review. The video goes up tomorrow. Um, so Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, returning to 2D Prince of Persia. If you don't know, this is from Ubisoft Mont- uh, Montpellier, which is the uh, prior developers of Rayman Origins and Legends, among other games. Fantastic 2D pedigree, and it shows through and through. So it is a full-blown Metroidvania game, and it's much longer than you may uh initially anticipate the map just gets bigger and bigger uh and it just keeps going it's a long game so put about 22 ish hours into it with plenty of uh, other side content still to to do and find if i want to fantastic game i gave it a nine um which is uh you know obviously really high on our scale and it, it has very very few flaws 
Um, it's just super well polished. Combat is interesting. The abilities are interesting. Um, you find all sorts of things to kind of customize your character. You can almost do like unique builds depending on how you like to play the game. It has uh, large, very almost anime or Souls-like uh, boss encounters as you get later into the game, which are incredibly impressive from a kind of artistic direction and uh, design. Um, tells a heart, not heartwarming, but it tells a, uh, a story that is more, um, has more heart than I would have imagined for the game itself with some uh, kind of meaningful characters and some things that happen over the course of the game. So I was just incredibly impressed. I, uh, you know, had to grind this one out, but I wouldn't call it a grind at all. It's one of those games where you pick it up and it's just the cadence of delivery of the things it gives to you. It's constant drip feed of just new things to find, new things to discover, new abilities, new places to go, and uh, just keeps you playing. So it's a fantastic game. I would highly, highly recommend it, especially if you enjoy Metroidvanias. Um, in my opinion, it's probably, and obviously there's tons of Metroidvanias nowadays, but it's the best one I've played. I was telling some people since Will of the Wisps, which I hold really high up. Um, I actually think it's a better game, in my opinion, than Metroid Dread. I love I Dread. I ask about Dread. Metroid Dread because that's been my favorite over the last few years. Yeah, me, and, me too. I really like Dread since Will of the Wisps. Um, and I really like Dread, and I obviously still do. It's a fantastic game. But I, I think this is a better game. I really do. It's uh, You can play it. has more kind of customization in the way you can play it. It has more... You know, like in Metroid Dread, it has a couple of those boss battles which are really kind of cinematic and grand and memorable. Mm -hmm. Prince of Persia has like three times the amount of those. Um, it has several more. And um, I don't know. I just enjoyed it uh, through and through. So highly recommended. Happy to answer any questions. But my review is up on the site. They had this weird, which Travis knows well, they had this weird kind of split early access embargo. So reviews could go up on the 11th. But if you wanted to show anything in video or streaming more than like the first quarter of the game, you had to wait until the 15th. They wouldn't allow you to show anything beyond that, a certain boss. So we actually waited and our video goes live tomorrow. Um, just because, no spoilers, but just because we wanted to show more of the abilities and the platforming. Because as you get later in the game, some of the platforming um, and the level design gets really complex. It really will test your capabilities. Um, That's what I was going to ask you about, cool. because the combat, even in the demo, was much more technical than I had anticipated, right? So yep. Symphony of the Night, Metroid Dread, whatever is mostly, I'm going to deal with these things with a button press, and we're going to go on, and the environmental exploration is the real progress barrier to figuring out how to get through these. But the yep. combat, and even in the demo, where I presume you don't have much of any access to all the things that are in the game, uh, was still pretty technical. Is this a, is this a technical game? Very very especially later yeah i had a i had a buddy uh dming me last night saying how the hell do i get past this um <clears throat> so later in the game as you get the new abilities it requires you to capitalize to use those abilities to get through certain sections and there's some very complex platforming and combat uh, especially some of the bosses i was messaging someone last night saying once you get to some of those later bosses i can see people are going to rage um some of them are pretty My hard. immediate thought playing the demo was I understood why Souls fans liked this game. I'm not <laughs> sure that's me. I, I'll sure. probably get it, but I'm not sure that I love it as much Ori? as you. I'm Ori's sorry, Travis. Do you feel that way about Ori? Uh, I didn't wind up feeling that way about Ori, but I don't think I got to like the end states of Ori. I'd have to think oh, about how far I got them. in that game. 
Yeah, some of the later parts of Will of the Wisp get pretty challenging too, I would say. Um, the nice thing I wrote in my review about this one is it has, uh, I believe, five difficulty options, slider, and it has a ton of accessibility features. So you can put on like things that allow you to overcome platforming sections that you may not be able to do. It, it'll put on guidance for you if you're not sure where to go and um, you know all kinds of things. So I think that it's, it's designed to be able to be played by a vast audience, even if you have to use some of the things to help you. So, I know a lot yep. of people liked it. The reviews are very good, very strong. Yeah, and the funny thing, I was joking with someone yesterday. So I have obviously the achievement. Uh, it's funny. I don't have the achievements in the early game because when I first started playing it, they weren't active. So I don't have any achievements from the start, but I have all the end game ones. Um, but the, the beating happens. the final boss of the game still on Xbox right now, even though all the reviews are out, is at one point two percent. I was like, okay, not many people have beaten this who who have played it. So, um, but anyway, it's a uh, it's an excellent game. Definitely check it out if you have any interest at all. It seemed pretty cool, and the demo is available. There were two big demos this week, both of which I liked. Um, but check out Lost Crown. The other demo I played this week was I'm going to get this wrong. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Is that the right uh -huh. order of words? I think so. Um, so that's like a tales type RPG game yep. coming out of what I think is a fighting game franchise, right? Is that what Grand Blue was? I know there are some. I, I'm not an expert on the series. I know there are fighting games in the series, but I don't know if they're all fighting games. I'm not sure. See, I lean on you all to know more than me. Um, but on, on this one, it's not me. Elu can tell it's us. A, it's a very colorful Japanese role playing game. Um, and uh, y'all should check it out because again, the demo is available. I love it when demos are available. I'm always going to be in favor of demos, uh, <clears throat> for especially new games that I'm not familiar with. And so, Lost Crown Grand Link, you don't have to take our word for it, check out the demos. Uh, but I think, think it's a very exciting January for 2024 already, no doubt. Um, so they, uh, Rick and Elu said, uh, Grand Blue was originally a mobile web RPG. There was two RPGs previously, but it has a fighting game as well because it's based on an IP. So it's okay. very well known for the fighting game, but it, you know, has RPG roots as well. That makes <clears throat> sense. Even the fighting game that I knew had like very detailed fighters in it. So if it comes from an existing IP, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. What else have you been playing, boys? We'll uh, we'll get through uh, what we've been currently playing before we get caught up on the messages and super chats here. I have only one Hogs Notes type game this week, Whoa. Uh, but I really really like it. I think it's a couple years old. But has anybody on this panel played the game Nosia? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, no so fear. it's a it's a game structured like a visual novel with time loops in it, where every loop you wind up playing a game of werewolf or Mafia, or Among Us, if you're more familiar with the video game side of things. So it's a single-player game, but you, you're all in a room trying to figure out who the two betrayers are, essentially, who are who are known as uh, Nosia. Uh, and so you get assigned a role as crew, or Nosia, or engineer, or doctor, or one of these other things that can happen. And over the time of the loops, you get more and more different things to evaluate as whose roles are whose. And the same players play in the game every time. But if you like those games, if you like Among Us, if you like Werewolf or Mafia or whatever else, whatever version of that you wind up playing at your local parties, it's a very interesting take on it from a single player perspective with an ongoing story as the loops progress that you try to figure out what's going on. Uh, and it's it's pretty addictive. 
I've had a lot of fun with it. I, I think it came out a couple of years ago, but I got it this week. Um, it was featured in one of the like Nintendo Switch news blasts that you get where they highlight some of the games in the eShop. Um, and so I'm playing it on the Switch. But if that sounds good to you at all, check it out. Nosia. It's a really weird game that is very compelling. Social hmm. deduction games are cool. Yeah, and I never would have thought you could pull it off on a single-player kind of basis. Uh, and they use, you know, a d doubt or cover or defend or argue as kind of overall orders that you give your character in these arguments. And it's trickier than playing it with real people. It's not as good as playing it in a room with real people, but it's impressive that they were able to do it at all, I think. It's interesting. Cool. I, uh, I do appreciate, Hogue, the... Uh the vastness of the games that you uh try because a lot of these uh kind of lesser known games that you speak of i wouldn't have heard of otherwise so i appreciate that trying well, and, the, and the hoax notes that don't get mentioned are also being tried but i don't want to bring them up they're not they're not good enough for folks to try on their own <laughs> and i on the other hand only bring up the ones that aren't good enough to try uh, that's my because you're forced to review them maybe yeah that's i mean that yeah Playing playing new games and I, I'm one of those guys who kind of gets bored of of old games really quickly. Um, so it's a it's the good way to live, man. Hogan and I are birds of a feather in that regard. Um, I've actually been playing an old game though, which is uh, a game IGN might do a re-review for, but I, I reviewed it originally um, when it was in its early access state, which is uh, Dis Disney Dreamlight Valley. Close. Okay. Um, yeah, close. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like de it's like Destiny, but with Disney characters. Um, yeah, <laughs> Donald Duck going nuts in a Destiny environment. That that would be a mod. That's true. I mean, he's got the he goes into that that rage where he spittles everywhere. So that's sort of like <laughs> that's I guess that's his super. I don't know. I think he casts um, Zeta Flare in Kingdom Hearts. So you know, hey, that's do? true. Yeah, if you give him uh if you give him his uh his Kingdom Hearts loadout, all of a sudden he's S tier. Isn't he <laughs> canonically the greatest mage in in the Kingdom Hearts universe or something like that? I can't I can't remember because I he's mean like, since the Kingdom Hearts universe is technically the square universe, he might be the strongest magic wielder in Final Fantasy, but Yes, exactly. That that is that is correct. He's the strongest magic user in Final Fantasy canon, uh, which is which is awesome. Um, and and scary, scary that a pantless duck could harness so much power. Um, yeah, get on a shirt, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Disney Dreamlight Valley has changed a lot. First, it is no longer in early access. It's a game that um, uh, you can, I believe, play for free, and then because uh, it was supposed to launch into free to play, uh, and then you can buy. Um, cosmetics and then also expansions and the first major expansion came out for it called uh, eternity isle which anybody can play it's not uh pre-release or anything like that but it is something that uh ign actually didn't get the chance to review uh disney dreamlight when it came to its 1.0 just because we'd already reviewed it in early access and not a ton had changed um but now that it's got an expansion we're thinking about doing it so i played through all of the content in eternity isle um it's more of Disney Dreamlight if you were into that stuff. So, uh, it's a good yeah, cozy it's a, game. It's a good cozy game. Um, very, very uh, fun. They also added some multiplayer stuff, which I was pretty surprised to see. Um, it's nothing fancy. It's basically just the the most basic possible version of like 
do you want to visit another player's town and not be able to basically do anything there except for see what their town looks like? Um, do you want but, to see what you know, actually creative people can do with these tools? Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to see somebody's house that isn't uh, somebody's world that isn't a junkyard with one large garden for farming money? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's 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 a cool game, and we'll see if I get to review it. Um, and then uh, I can't talk about any of the other stuff I'm playing, but I've got some cool preview coverage of existing live service games that I'll be able to talk about soon. I've got uh, an early access game I'm reviewing that Christopher Jetzer wants to know about that I cannot talk about. Um, but I think <laughs> next week will be the first time I can uh, I can talk about both of the things that I've been spending yeah. a lot of time doing in the early year. Um, yeah. So excited to do that. And today I'm just chilling and. <laughs> waiting to talk about stuff it's that weird <laughs> adolescent time of year where i have a bunch of stuff i'm working on um, but it's not quite ready for prime time with you guys so good all times. good all good it's january <clears throat> yeah. can i say personally i'm really enjoying watching dan drink from his cup because i it, it's so iowa looking that i just have to drink from mine every time <laughs> <laughs> can you guys do go. the uh can you guys do the alan wake synchronized swigging together nope i, I don't think so very That's impressive no yeah no not gonna do it i try to get them to do it <laughs> you tried you tried i'm gonna be honest with you i wasn't really paying that much attention I said <laughs> Iowa, and uh i was kind of glossing over everything uh <laughs> an i've been playing rogue trader some more and that's it uh, good game yeah, it's very good. Uh, I got to kind of a... Did you finish it? No, I, I hit kind of a, a snag. I think I'm like on the... I'm pretty close to the end. Very, very hard difficulty spike with this one battle. And it's just... I have to go back and respec everything. And it's it's kind of a pain in the butt. But it's fine. You know, it's my fault. I made poor builds, apparently. Uh, <laughs> mostly because I just kind of, again, glossed over stuff. You know, that's just me. He says, there, there's so much to read. And I just, like, God, I can't read anything anymore. It's too much. So I just started picking random skills. So I got to go back and do stuff. Um, and then yeah, I that started can't another. Be a partial method. No, it's not. It, I, I, was, I was all right about, you know, two thirds of the way through. And then all of a sudden I was like, God, how does this go with this? There's so many. I was just like, nah, this is, you know, it sounds familiar. Like I have this skill. This somehow improves that skill. I'm just going to take that one, you know, and that that's, that's where I'm at at this point. So it's, it's nice. and then I, I just started playing uh, Hogwarts Legacy again, for some reason. I was like, oh. man, I, you know, I felt like. That's just how go it wrong is. You go back to liking that. Yeah. yeah. Fun game to just run yeah, around. Just in. mess around, right? Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. I started playing I need to, I need yesterday to, again, just for the hell I need of it. A break. Which? Hmm? Travis's favorite, Sackboy. Oh, started playing that again yesterday. Which, which, by the way, reminded me of how bad the initial integration between PS4 and PS5 was. Because I reviewed that game, and I reinstalled it yesterday, and it was like, you haven't played this game. And I'm like, what the hell happened? Wow. So apparently all my progress was on the PS4 version, even though they're the same game. Uh, so I installed the PS5 version yesterday, and it was like, yeah, you haven't played this. So I was like, okay, I'll, Classic. I'll play it again. Nice. Hilarious that Sackboy is a sack, but he can't contain your save data. Cool. <laughs> oh, oh man. Good game, though. Good game, man. Um, 
All right, let's get caught up. We got a bunch of super, 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 super chats and member comments to get through here. Let's get them. Lord. A lot of them. Random name. Member for 12 months. Thank you, random name. Good day, everyone. Indiana Jones, super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that here shortly. Mm-hmm. And random name beat Googleman to the punch this morning by a solid 10 minutes. Man. I mean, it's that's not even really a race. Yeah. All right. Four ninety nine super chat. Anyone hoping for some surprise game announcements from the direct? I feel like there's more than four at the showcase. I don't expect any shadow drops. Hmm. Yeah. Well, last year yeah. I believe there were five games, and I think there was four, and then a question mark that they unveiled to be Hi-Fi Rush, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then this year I think they're just showing four boxes. So either they've changed their secret reveal to be even more secret or they don't have a fifth which is my <laughs> presumption um i am interested though if you guys think based on the fact that last year all of the games featured in their january showcase came out that year yes does that mean indiana jones is coming out this year yes noise as the kids say, noise I didn't expect it initially because I think we've been talking about how far along is Indy, but uh, the the kind of stuff swirling from, you know, Indy. the stuff swirling out there is that this game is far further along than people realize. And in fact, in the uh, Xbox press release for this event on Thursday, they said there's going to be 10 minutes of Indiana Jones with machine games. So obviously they're going to show quite a lot of it. What did, what did machine games do prior to this? Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. So they are experts at story-based games about killing Nazis. <laughs> they have my vote. It's just yeah. a whip instead of a gun. You know what I mean? Come yeah, on. man. Let's, well, and a gun. And a gun. a gun. Yeah. A little revolver. Yeah. Nice. Just fewer bullets and yeah. more more puzzles, I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, if you were to ask me, Travis, what do you think the top studios are to work on an Indiana Jones game? Machine Guns are Machine games are up, up there. I would have yeah. said Machine Crystal guns. Dynamics. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I would have said Crystal Dynamics. They've changed a lot though in the past few years. I don't know yeah. if that's still the case. They also, yeah, they're a little... They've um, lost a lot of people. For some reason, their games always feel like... I don't know if this is a legit criticism, but it's just something that kind of niggles at the back of my mind is like games that feel too... Um, kind of like what do, you, what do you call it? like a <laughs> where are you going here? <laughs> two like like group focus grouped. You know what I mean? We need like, the action word. You think yeah. it's like they're too they're too <laughs> they're too made they're by too, management. Yeah, they're too focus focus tested, and they feel just like really bland. Don't take risks. Follow the formula of like naughty dog, but not naughty templated. dog. Templated, templated kind the, of stuff. I think the Tomb Raiders know? were very good. Tomb Raiders were great when they came out, but I feel like if if you did a uh, that same thing today, you'd probably get flayed alive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. My wheelhouse, you mean, is what you're talking about? It's my <laughs> yeah. My, well, my just vibe. a little bland yeah. when I think of the Crystal Dynamic games of your. You're, you're speaking my love language, man. That's all you're doing. We're good. Right, great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> the thing I like about machine games is they're a little unexpected, a little unhinged. They do. They kind of remind me of uh, a little bit of um, Remedy. You know, they're they're kind of trying stuff and they'll go a little crazy with it. Yeah, go a little um, weird, which which so is fine. I always appreciate. It. Yeah. Uh, random name. Thank you for the super chat, Googleman. Of course, 
Yeah, with the five euros. Thank you, Googleman. Good to see you this morning. CES just wrapped. Who's getting yeah. the Shift Robotics Moonwalkers and Samsung Ballet? Don't know what either of those things are. Also, <laughs> Liquid Death Austrian Water is finally available in the EU. Okay. Yeah, it's Liquid like Death is kind of everywhere. CSS yeah. Bleeding Edge. Uh, yeah okay. yeah so ces uh oh, i know the ship robotic stuff okay i knew that that's the that's the vr thing that you put on your feet that makes you like you're walking but you're not actually moving anywhere that's what we're talking yeah about. they, they have like a that. million iterations of those already but th that right. is another one yeah <laughs> and liquid death i've never had it i see it all the time it's everywhere yeah. but it's just it's like water. energy water or something right like what is it just water it's, water. it's just it's water it's water that water. is better yeah. for you apparently five dollar water five dollar water that'll kill you okay yep. sure no nah, i won't kill you I, it's weirdly it's on the label yeah yeah i know it's false advertising. <laughs> Look, California's about to ban it. Okay. There you go. Oh, so it must be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm joking. Enjoy guys. it with your Skittles. We're not, we're not <laughs> Skittles are so mid. Who cares? Ban away, I say. If we can get that EU formula, let's do it, man. That's what I say. Get that EU formula in the States. <laughs> never gonna happen uh sadly david rick davis with the member comment thank you yeah, googleman appreciate you yeah morning guys anyone uh going to check out grand blue fantasy relink uh love the demo it. it reminds me of the tale series oh that's interesting been watching the anime too you already uh, got your answer sir there hey you go. got your answer i think from a um uh season gaming side rick uh, uh alex i think signed up to review that one so we should have a review on that as well beautiful all hey, Rick's play that game. Everyone named Rick ever. <laughs> it's a requirement when you get named yeah. Rick. You have Your to be a Grand Rick? Blue fan. You're playing Grand Blue Fantasy <laughs> Relink. That's just what I think of when I think of the name Rick. It's a heck of a title. Yeah. That's fair. Fair. Debbie W. Debbie with the $5 super chat. Hello, everyone. Uh, I hope that you all have a great week. Those Thank in you. the cold, please stay safe and warm. I am trying to do both. We are Appreciate trying, it. Debbie. Yeah, here try. Yeah, 55 degrees in SF. I thank you. <laughs> Bundle up, my friend. Pre appreciate it. <laughs> Debbie, thank you so much. Fat boy horror in the house. Fat boy horror with the five pounds. Morning, boys. More non. Have a good chat. Or more noon. More noon. No, that's more non. That's more non, dude. That's, that's more non. non. Uh, I'll take yeah. some more non, but you know. That's when you say it's a good thing the end there. I thought it was saying moron boys for a second. Yeah, no, like, that's wait. that's actually what you say when you're trying to say good morning to a bunch of morons. You say moron. It's a good good time All saving right. tip. It's gotta be an English line. Have a good chat. Uh Prince of Persia is amazing. Can we get back some more eighties slash nineties games? Oh uh, yeah. Do we need them? Yeah. Right. That's my thing. We don't we already need got them. them. We got them. Yeah. You can yes, go and we play eighties. You can play 80s and 90s games whenever you want. I will say bring them up to speed, though. Like that's why we like Prince of Persia. We we also have Last of Us Part Two remastered coming out this week, right? We're not going to talk that too much actually, about that. That actually We're needed done. to come back, though. I needed. Didn't even <laughs> mention it. It's been gone too long. <laughs> to uh, to Bad Boy's point, the the one thing about um, I did like about Prince of Persia very easy to just pick up and get back into it five ten minute stints. You know, I I do miss some of that with some of the bigger games, but that's you know you can still find that today. It's just different avenues. <sighs> games that aren't always online and have a pause button. Gross. <laughs> Fat Boy, thank you for the super chat. 
Cherry Seed Mills, new member. Thank you very much, Chair. Detective Seeds in the house. Detective Seeds with $20 Super Chat on 1999. Good morning, gentlemen. Hope <laughs> you guys have a fantastic weekend. Thanks, Thank Detective Seeds. Seeds. Yep, super nice guy. Three As day I always weekend? say, three day weekend. Yes, yes. Weekend. Seeds uh, uh, did a review on Prince of Persia as well. Um, he does, he's a content creator as well that I talked to behind the scenes. Good dude. Definitely check his stuff out if you got. If you want to uh, see some other reviews, thank you, brother. Uh, and vintage, oh, sorry, and vintage Willow in the house. Yeah, she's late, but made it. Catching up, catching thank up, you, and Willow. she gifted, and gifted 10, ten memberships. Membership. Look at you. Thank you. I know. Crazy subs. She's out of control. Thank you so much, Willow. Ten oh, subordinates. <laughs> what I assume sub stands for. You're all now her subordinates. Nice. Maybe that's why she does it. See, you know. Yeah. Could be. All it's right. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> All right. So, uh, a couple of topics to get to before we get to the Bitcast questions, which I know uh, we've got a bunch submitted. So, uh, announced for Thursday, January eighteenth at twelve Pacific, three Eastern, eight PM Greenwich Mean Time, the Xbox Developer Direct, uh, twenty twenty four. So, as we mentioned briefly earlier, they're showing four games, or at least have announced that they're showing four games. They're going to be showing Indiana Jones with a big focus on that 10 minutes with Machine Games. They're going to be showing Avowed, the update from Obsidian there. They're showing Hellblade 2 yet again from uh, Ninja Theory, of course. And they're showing Aura History Untold, which is probably the, the lesser known of these four games. But if you don't know who this is, this is made by Oxide Games, which is a new studio, but it's from veterans of the industry, including the creators of Civ Five. So uh, this is a, a real-time strategy game that um, you know has a lot of kind of uh, strong development uh, pedigree behind it. Um, so, what are you boys uh, looking forward to uh, specifically out of these four, uh, if anything? Um, are you are you kind of hyped for this show, or just kind of like, eh? What do you think? Well, I mean, I think seeing what Indiana Jones actually looks like is going to be exciting yes. for yeah everybody. For sure. The game that I'm most interested in is actually Era. I like Oxide. They're they're newish, but they're not brand new. They've not been brand doing new. strategy yeah. games on the PC for a long time, um, and so I, I think that could be cool. I, I've wanted to see strategy kind of reimagined for console a little bit more than just Civilization, kind of pretending that it can be a console game. So hopefully they can come up with something that's really cool for consoles. But that's the one I'm looking forward to. Uh, Avowed, I kind of stepped back from when it came out all piratey. I don't remember when that was a few months ago. It really wasn't what I was looking for from Avowed. So I don't know about that one. Uh, in Hellblade 2, I mean, release Enough. already. Enough. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm hoping we get a release date. As we said, uh, which yeah. Travis alluded to earlier, the, the expectation is that these games are releasing in 2024. So I'm I'm hoping we get the, the release date for Hellblade 2 because I think we're all ready for that one at this point. Um, yeah. Well, and and on the non-gaming side, it's it's an odd time for the Indiana Jones project to be finishing up, right? Because Dial of Destiny was not a success for Disney. Disney's going through all sorts of trouble there. So I don't know what kind of cachet the Indiana Jones brand has amongst people playing video games anyway. So I mean, we'll see. I watched Temple of Doom last night. Classic. So that should make the market then. It's one of my favorite Pretty movies as a cachet. kid. Dude, that movie rules. That movie's yeah. aged like fine wine. Great movie. <laughs> I've watched that movie so many times. Because I think I even that had... was my 
I Go think ahead, that sorry. was my least favorite when I was a kid. I don't know why. It was just sort of like a weird oh, middle child in between weird. the two movies where he was fighting the Nazis. But having I'm rewatching them and, you know, Raiders, because D's never seen them. I don't know if I told you guys this, but D has seen zero movies like none mm. of them. It's like a blank slate. So I just like got to in, show her indie or just like a bunch of classics. Any. She hasn't seen like The Godfather. Like I got to show her like The Godfather trilogy for the first time. You know, like she just not seen any movies. Okay. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm showing her the Indiana Jones movies right now, and uh, yeah, for some reason, I, Temple of the Doom hit a lot harder than it did when I was young. I, I like that you said uh, Temple of the Doom. It was my least favorite as a kid, and I was thinking, well, when I was a kid, it just came out, so the third one wasn't even out yet. <laughs> that is horrifying. I don't know. To me, those movies have always been out. There's always been three VHSs just forever. So, but yeah, those those movies are, are raw. Um, I I don't know. I I think Indiana Jones has a certain. Um, it's exciting, and we haven't gotten enough Indiana Jones games. It was the last. Indiana Jones game, really that Xbox original Xbox one. The that was a good game. Was, I still have. Well, it. I mean, I think the last Indiana Jones game was realistically Uncharted Four, and then you've got the <laughs> come on, come on. No, I mean, come on. Those are obviously Indiana Jones games. Yeah, They're but inspired or Uncharted Four. That is the Last of Us game, sir. I understand. I we yeah. talked about that in this space. I think he Uncharted meant last is in chronologically. Is Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I think the point is valid that we, we don't have like an Indiana Jones game in any recent memory that we point to as being quality. There's, um, fate of Atlantis, the classic PC game. And there's, I forget the name of the Xbox one. It's literally sitting over there. I forget the name of it, but those are considered good games. Uh, but there's not many others to point to. Fate of Atlantis is fantastic. But again, fate of Atlantis was an action adventure game, right? So it was like the old LucasArts. Yeah. uh, Click on open, click on door. And I think that lends itself a little bit better to Indiana Jones than a straight kind of corridor shooter. So my hope is that Indiana Jones does not come out and look like Wolfenstein. My hope is that it looks like something new and different. I don't think it will. I don't think it will look like Wolfenstein. I think you have to do... Well, first of all, it's their first third-person game, if I'm not mistaken, right? They've already said it's third-person. And then it's also... Yeah, I don't think Machine Games has ever done a third-person game, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, my guess would be that there's a lot more like investigation slash exploration slash yeah, there needs to be puzzles and tumors. Yeah, puzzles and yeah, exactly. Um, But I'm guessing it would be a lot less like a shooting than an Uncharted game or what have you. I mean, are you be hiding game. I hope so. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, Wolfenstein doesn't even have reloads, so. Uh, yeah, that'll be. Is that true? <laughs> Wolfenstein doesn't have reloads, right? They went like the Doom style of just like you shoot forever, or did it have reloads? I kind of don't remember reloading in that game. <laughs> I don't remember. Weird? God, yeah, remember. that's a what sign of a good reload? game if you don't remember reloading. You know what I mean? That's a pretty good <laughs> sign. I hate reloading in games. I don't know if I've Garbage. gone on this monologue before. I hate it. It's Rick just said like it has reloads. It does have reloads. Okay. Yeah, and it's yeah. garbage. Um, yeah. By the way, Rick uh, Rick said Emperor's Tune was the Xbox indie game. Indie yes, game so I actually played that game kind of recently because it became backwards compatible on you Xbox. You can play it on your randomly. Series X today, yeah. Yeah, and it, and it runs at like 200 FPS or something <laughs> insane like that. Uh, and 
That game's. I mean, I'm sure it was good when it came out. It has not aged well. It's dated pretty now. To, yeah. Pretty pretty hard to play that game. Um, and I did not play it when it was originally out, so I just don't. I don't really have any attachment to it. But I'm a hank. I'm hankering for a Indiana Jones game. I think. I think if it's a good game, it's a good game, and uh, in, Indy could use the good press these days. So. I, I mean, I think we like. I won't speak for all of us, but we like Indy as a character because, you know, we grew up with him and everything, right? But even if you don't, the foundation of what Indy is, as you guys said, with exploration and tomb diving and all those other things, uh, it works well for a video game. So there's no reason why, if it's, to your point, Travis, if it's a quality game, it'll be fun for a bigger audience. But I, yeah, I still I think, think so. they need to nail that, right? Because the of part course. that we love Indiana Jones for is because of the character building. The character does the settings, the... The, the music, you know, John Williams, you know, it, it's it's a lot of stuff that goes into those games um, or to those into those movies, movies that will hopefully translate into the game. You know, yeah, I, I think the so. gameplay they can probably figure out no problem. It's just going to be getting that feeling that you're Indiana Jones, right? And putting yeah. yourself in their shoes. That's going to be a big thing, I think. What happens so, if they nail it, but you're actually 80 year old Indiana Jones? No, well then that's fine. I mean, they made me care about Blaskowitz, which I feel like is a tough call. There's no there's no like cachet or rep really with that character. Um and they they also prove that they're pretty good at like bringing together a ragtag group of like really weird fringe characters and making you like them. So I think I think their story chops are being underestimated and story is gonna be I think really important in the game. Um, and I, I kind of have, I have a good feeling about this game for some reason. I think it's going to be pretty good. I also tend to think that games that don't show a lot that have big budget and then don't show you a lot. It's because they, they kind of have like a, an ace up their sleeve. Like they're like, yeah, we know. This so be good. they're confident. We don't got well, we'll them. I would confident. love to see that. Yep. I, yeah. I would love to see that. I also grew up with Indiana Jones. Um, and I don't, love crystal skull or dial of destiny but Nobody they're does. not the worst things ever I like, dial of destiny. I like that i watched it like two I weeks ago I, I liked it i haven't seen i haven't seen dial of destiny yet but uh crystal skull nothing's ever not. gonna match i mean we grew up with the yeah. trilogy nothing's ever gonna live up to that but i like dial of destiny crystal skull was kind of rough but dial of destiny was better than that oh cool In my well, opinion, i'm excited, I'm excited to see it then i want to i yeah <laughs> don't no, don't, don't I, tell me what happens. Better than no, no, it won't. I mean, come on, it wasn't terrible. No, no, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, you got to have moderate, <laughs> moderate views, Dan. Not everything is either trash or the best thing ever. <laughs> no, I like, I liked it. I liked yeah. it. Um, the Destiny was okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll date myself cool. and maybe Dan or maybe Hogue. I don't know. So, Travis, to show you going back on this, when I was a kid before. Why am I blanking on the name of the third one with Sean Connery? Um, Last Crusade. The Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Thank you. Before that came out, in Temple of Doom was obviously the big indie movie. I had a book that came with a record that you'd play the record and it would it would play the music and read it to you while you had the book. Sure. So you couldn't. Yeah, read I had something for Gremlins. You say it again, Travis. You couldn't. You couldn't read as a kid. You had to have. Yeah, <laughs> and I think, it would like I think play the theme music during like action events in the book, and yeah, and to Hoke's point, they did that for a bunch of different movies of the '80s. It was fun. So yeah, I had one for they, Gremlins because it, it when it plays the twinkle sound, turn the page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are describing 
audiobooks is this is this audible oh, that you guys we came have before audiobooks all right we were thinking clear, we didn't the have the internet or ipods or phones <laughs> like that god neanderthals yeah. one and all oh katie says it was a cassette sorry katie all right you don't have to get all advanced yeah. on us all right it was a cassette it wasn't a uh... mine was a record <laughs> it was a record like wait vinyl? it was a little record yeah. a little yeah. record yeah. yeah, you know, the little it was, record, it, was uh, it was unironically vinyl, like not yeah. hipster. Just yeah, not hit, not uh, Sam Fran vinyl, like real vinyl. Yeah, like it's hey, that's Sam Fran vinyl is real vinyl. <laughs> it's it, it is literally vinyl records. <laughs> it's the same tech hasn't <laughs> changed at all. Katie should see both. Yeah, I mean they they evolved to tapes eventually. But anyway, yeah, I thought that you gave me a flashback when you said uh, you know all three have been out, and I'm like, man, I remember seeing um. Um, Last Crusade, literally, like when it came out in the theater. I uh, um, I actually okay. had a vinyl record player a couple years ago. I moved into this house, and there was a massive, old school, completely analog uh, vinyl record player with speakers and everything here, and it was like a big antique appliance in the house. And right around the time I moved in, I started reviewing games where for some reason they were sending they were still sending physical review copies you remember those days Ains, where they would send copies to your house i don't know if season gaming was around when that was a thing but used to no. be used to be you were on a press list and they would send a copy of the game to your house this was right this kind of stopped i think halfway through the xbox one era where they were just like all right no no more uh everything's digital now um, but they, they used to send things to your house and for some reason they would send me vinyl records of the game soundtracks and i started <laughs> up just having a whole bunch of vinyl video game records and then I, I had to look in the mirror one day and be like dude i'm not a vinyl record guy i'm just not <laughs> that dude i just i'm just not that guy i don't i don't like music really those honestly. are probably worth a bunch of money you still have, I have them? them i still have yeah. them yeah i, I still they're have worth them, a bunch but, of money but the but the antique record I I gave to a buddy who's like a musician and cares way more about like audio quality just because it, it was here. But I still have a whole bunch of vinyl records for cool. video game soundtracks for no reason at all. And I'm not a vinyl record guy, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean it, they take up a lot of space. <laughs> I mean copper wire going to these big old speakers and the it was like literally an antique like appliance as a with a with a record player on top. It's crazy. Well, you can go uh, on eBay and get a little record of somebody narrating Gremlins to you. If you want yeah, to go. Billy Pell. Yeah, enjoy yeah. Temple of the Doom, Travis, the yeah. right way. Temple of the Doom. <laughs> I don't know why that made it more funny to me. <laughs> Temple, the Temple of the Doom. The Doom. <laughs> I think I made my head mixed up The Last Crusade with Temple of the Doom. Um <laughs> The one thing that uh, the one other thing I just yeah, want to mention like here is that a WWE wrestler when you call it the Doom. I don't know. It's like <laughs> <person>. <laughs> um, on the Xbox show, uh, what I found interesting. So back in June, when they did their event in LA and they spoke about what games are coming in 2024, uh, Towerborn was a very big uh, game for them. Very big preview game. They've done a preview on Xbox Wire about it. I've done a preview on it, and um, it's not listed here. So I, I don't know uh, why if it's either shifting to later in the year or you know there's something going on with development but it if you don't know what towerborn is it's a four-player co-op um action rpg that is kind of like a side so think side scrolling like dragon's crown meets diablo type of thing um it looks excellent it's one of like my most anticipated games and i was kind of sad not to see that here so i don't know 
if that they're just saving that for maybe later. Um, I don't know. But maybe that's going to be the shadow drop. Like that would be year. awesome. Yeah, go. that would be awesome. I doubt it, Obviously, but you never know. Never heard of it. So <laughs> Shout out. We just crossed uh, 300 live hanging out with us. Shout out to all you guys in the chat chilling with us. Craziness. All right. Uh, and then after the show, uh, sorry, before I jump to the, the second part of the show here, uh, anything else on those four games you guys want to mention? Just give me Hellblade already. I don't need to see any more about it. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I think they've been showing that game for too long, but the fact that it's appearing yes. in this show gives me a little bit of, uh, makes me happy because it means it's the end is, is near. We're going to see this game. End in sight. Out. Yeah, yeah Matt Booty already said that Hellblade 2 is a 2024 uh, game. Like, it's yeah, coming out, and, I, so. and I think that this is a pretty good slate of games uh, to come out in 2024. Uh, I think Xbox has a pretty strong year uh, for first party ahead of it. We know what yeah, IGN what... thinks about Microsoft's first party releases this year. Right. <laughs> yeah, IGN that 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 that's that's that good. Part. Was the post, by the way? I don't. I mean, I, obviously, people can nit, nitpick uh, the the tweet as much as they want, but the, the I think it's the word is, actually that threw the tweet finally, off. Like, like, like Xbox or finally? finally has, yeah, finally, sorry. Well, the the, the, the tweet the tweet linked to a podcast episode <laughs> where everybody was praising Xbox. That was the content <laughs> that was sent. So it's just funny to me that everybody's upset about it. I'm like, did you? Did you watch the video? It's, it's Ryan McCaffrey. About Ryan McCaffrey going, ha Yeah, I know. I know. People are, look, yeah, you're fine. Criticize, criti- yeah, criticize. Yeah, people are too sensitive. <laughs> we're the, we're the biggest outlet in the world. We'll be fine. We can take it. Feel free. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, yeah, so this show happens at 12 Pacific, like I said. And then literally an hour later, once this show wraps up, there's a little bit of a gap. But then they have at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern, 9 Greenwich Mean Time, is the uh, Elder Scrolls Online Global Reveal, which is going to be the next chapter of Elder Scrolls Online. And what they said is their mm-hmm. biggest release of 2024. So mm-hmm. this should be uh, pretty exciting, too. I figured, Hogue, you'd be all about this one. I Me love too. ESO. I have to give the I'm disclaimer, of course, that my brother works at ZeniMax Online. Yeah, stop <laughs> shilling. Jeez. Shill, shill, shill. <laughs> I love ESO. Um, and I think every time they give a big expansion, they add something fun and new that winds up spreading across the whole game. And I think it's the right way to do it with a game like that. And I, I'm looking forward to it. Let me talk cool. about ESO from a non-shill perspective. Um, <laughs> it's great. I'm, I'm a big ESO fan. Um, my fiance and I play that game pretty religiously together um and are both eso plus subscribers so you know that's how you know we're hardcore we want that separate more than me we want that separate bag where we can keep all of our ingredients you know what i mean that's uh go get that bag travis go get that bag i'm I'm actually giving away a bag to get a bag in a digital bag this is very confusing um (laughs) but yeah uh i really like eso and I, i i think they um are even more than other um, MMOs or live service games are kind of one of the biggest success turnaround stories. Remember when ESO launched originally and it was like kind of bad at mid at best. And now it's, I think one of the better uh, online I games. I think that out there. and fallout 76 have both like when they told us in June that between fallout 76 and ESO, they have 150 million people that yeah. play those games, you know, like month, you know, active users yeah. or whatever, which is nuts. And by the way, if you want to know where the crazy open mic uh, gamers are that 
have really loud and aggressive conversations, they're on ESO and Fallout 76. Because <laughs> walk around town and you will hear some things that remind you of the Halo 2 uh, open party chat. Open games. lobbies. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. It is heinous. <laughs> I mean, if you need to you need to turn off chat. Like that's kind of what I do when I'm just trying to drill in and play the game because folks be wild in, in the in the <laughs> in the in those uh, public spaces. It's kind of crazy. Um, the best thing cool. ESO did was lean into the lore and exploration kind of mindset in the MMO space because they're the only ones that have ever kind of scratched that itch for me walking around, seeing what's over the next hill, finding the next piece of lore. And then they added the archaeology and that was even more into that game. And yeah, that, that, that is a crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they have your favorite card game, Hogue. They do. I, I mean, love that card game. They just keep building uh, stuff and it's such a massive game. And yet every time I play it, it doesn't have the problem I have with other MMOs where it feels completely unapproachable. Like there's no way I can handle the content. They're really good at just being like, if you want to go do this thing, it's over in this part of the world. And if you want to do this, thing, yeah. it's in this part of the world. And uh, really the only quibble I have with, uh, with all that is that they, they have so many quests and you can only carry like 20 quests for some damn reason. It's like a very small When they flattened big, out the world, I thought it was an interesting choice. And I think that the big thing that doesn't work for people that play more standard MMOs is that it, it's hard to feel progress in the world, uh, like making your character just bigger and better and then being able to fight a dragon for, this, for the soul of the universe or whatever it might be. Um, but what they do is every link quest in an area every continent every place that you go has its own really well thought about at least short story if not more of a novel depending on how much you want to talk to people uh and so if any of that sounds good if you like single player role-playing games but you'd like to do it with people running around and past your vision and through your camera shots eso is the place for you yeah there you go that's cool well, uh, and again my brother yeah. works for that company so take it however you want uh, I will tell you, my it's not my brother's favorite MMO. So, <laughs> the combat in ESO is, MMO. The combat in ESO is deliberately simplistic, right? To focus on the narrative and the plot and the lore and everything else. And so he doesn't he doesn't engage with that as well as some of the other MMOs that have more technical combat and things like that. I think if That's I had to enough. ask him, his favorite is probably something like Guild Wars Two or something like that. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, that should be so. That should be a good show next Thursday, and obviously we'll talk more about what was shown, release dates, and everything to do with that next week. So we'll get to nice. that. Uh, I want to get they to regularly hit like May for their expansion, so it should be like early spring or so. Okay, cool. That is not inside knowledge; it's just a guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when it's going to release. I, I'm guessing May 14th, but uh, other than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to talk before we get the big cast questions, of course, of the panel, I want to talk about the, uh, the games of early 2024, because we're kicking off, uh, in, in several kind of big and solid games week by week here. So I already talked on Prince of Persia that officially releases tomorrow. Well, tomorrow, if you buy the, the deluxe edition, which gives you three day early access, which Travis adores. Um, so tomorrow, if you want to pay for that edition, otherwise it launches on the 18th. Um, so that comes out this week, of course, officially. And then next week, we kind of joked about it, but we get Pal World, which is launching in early access on January 19th. And it is launching Friday. into game. 
yeah, Friday and launching into Game Pass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing I want to talk about Power World. So if you haven't seen this game, and it's the the thumbnail this week, the we had some fun with it because it is essentially how would you guys describe this? Uh, Pokemon meets Fortnite meets survival game. I I don't really know how else to describe this game. Yeah, we've had other is... games that kind of try to ape the Pokemon aesthetic, and we've talked about Pokemon games like Cassette Beasts or Temtem. This is the Temtem's first that great. I've really looked at it and said, "Wow, they are they are right on the edge, if not over the edge." Their lawyers are are right on it with like the the design of these characters in Pal World are so reminiscent of Pokemon, and then you add them into situations that are not Pokemon esque at all, like having machine guns. Yeah. And exactly. it's, it's a very interesting product. Yeah. Um, I can, I, mm, maybe I should mm. just shut up. I'm just, you should probably shut up. <laughs> well, here, let me, let me read this and you can take it. So um, there, there are descriptions of what you can do in this game on their site. And if you look, and here's one that I sent to these guys earlier, because it's quite funny. Pals can, can be used to fight or they can be made to work on farms or factories. You can even sell them or eat them. Uh, so it says, in a harsh environment where food is scarce and, and vicious poachers roam, danger waits around every corner. To survive, you must tread carefully and make difficult choices, even if that means eating your own pals when the time comes. Yeah. Um, so, so you it, can it basically is, do whatever you want with your pals. Yeah. It is Pokemon with a very irreverent tone. Like when they say you can make your pals work for you, it's like like you literally put them in like sweatshops making your guns. They manufacture weapons for you. <laughs> is like and and it shows it by the way. It's not like it's just like an off-screen, like, oh, send pal to thing. It's like it shows the, the gun factory with all the pals slaving away to make your produce your weapons and ammo. Yeah, it's um, it's wild, then, Dan. There's a yeah, video. I'm you, sorry, Travis. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go and ahead. then you go into combat with them. It's a third-person shooter. The reason Ains compared it to Fortnite is because it kind of has that, you know, childlike, uh, cartoonish look. Similar artistic but, kind of look. But it is not tonally the same as Pokemon at all. Tonally, it's like irreverent as hell. It's basically like, all right, what if Pokemon was just like we addressed all the dystopian kind of like questions about <laughs> slavery or is this dog fighting that we're basically doing or, you know, all that all that stuff. Um, and it kind of leans into it in a very irreverent and silly way uh, with the intention to be funny. I mean, every every pal has like an interaction with weapons in some regard, like either you can literally give them a gun or they have an ability where like they'll shoot rockets out of their, you know, they'll grab a rocket launcher and just fire it. Yeah. Shoulder blades, uh, stuff like that. So it's a, it's an interesting game. I was going to say, there's a video where it shows about eating them. It shows like uh, putting one in a pot and it's cooking on fire and it's sitting in the pot and its eyes are just X's. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Sometimes you got to <laughs> eat your pals, bro. And and the joke only really works because of how close the art is. Yes. It, it's not like they are Pokemon, but you can tell the same design philosophies informed how these things were, were no doubt. designed. No doubt. Uh, RJH says, can you eat someone else's pals? I'd go around eating other people's pals if I could. Uh, <laughs> we don't we don't know yet. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Officially. We do not we don't know. know. Yeah. No, there is a no. uh, co-op. 
um, and multiplayer, but I, I don't know to what extent. We'll obviously talk a lot more about this next week. But if you didn't know what Power World was and why it's our thumbnail this week, uh, now you know. Um, because the game looks wild, and uh, I think it's going to be a laugh if nothing else. We'll see how well implemented and polished it is, but yeah, it looks crazy. So, mm. yeah, I <laughs> I would say it's uh, Pokemon meets Oregon Trail. You know, sometimes you got to sometimes you got to eat your travel. <laughs> your pal died of dysentery. Yeah, <laughs> your pal died of dysentery, and now you've got to eat them. Yeah, no, um, don't eat the guys that died of dysentery. This is why you lost Oregon Trail, Travis. Sometimes you got to eat the guys who died of dysentery. Sorry, man. Times are tough. Um, So that's the 19th alongside. Alex is making me mention that uh, Last of Us 2 Remastered is coming. I think you can look for Hoag's review on that. Uh, We'll talk about that next week. And uh, Uh, you got that one covered, One of my more popular videos is it it can all be for nothing on my channel. Where I did my review of Last of Us Part Two, so yeah, you can check that out if you want. It's still one of my more popular video game based videos on my channel. Hilarious, Uh, but there will not be an add on to that for the remaster. (laughs) Sometimes it's not about the destination, Hoke. It's about the friends we murdered along the way. (laughs) Yes, the 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 very world or is this Last of Us? Yeah, we're talking about both. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of overlap, really, between Pal World and, and just Park drop World. just drop Ellie into Pal World, see how she does. Yeah. <clears throat> of course, um, the following week, I think we've already said is actually all four of our most anticipated games. So on the 26 drops, like a dragon, Infinite Wealth, uh, which RGG Studios said is the biggest game they have crafted. Um, so Their games are uh, already so long. <laughs> I know this could be a big one. So um, I think I'll probably be playing this for months, but uh, I know obviously it goes without saying Dan is super pumped for this one, but um, I think uh, all four I'm still of playing are, Gaiden, right? Gaiden is the short one. It's like we have different definitions of short. <laughs> yeah. Dan, you rolled your eyes a bit. What, 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 what yeah, did I say wrong? I think I said last week. I mean, I'm just, I'm just worried that this is going to be too much. I mean, like too they, big? Too big. Like you don't mm. have to always... Go bigger, bigger, bigger. We've learned that. We learned that with Valhalla for sure. Yeah. And okay. Sometimes it takes stuff away from you know the main story where smoking you know, like a guy with a tiny lightsaber. Yeah, I'm just saying. I didn't uh, have Dan's lightsaber, lightsaber was perfectly yeah. normal length. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Mine was the oh. curved little one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yours was so. dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is not dysfunctional. It happens to all Jedi's. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Gonna, I mean, that's it's gonna be that's the only game I'm gonna play for probably the next month or two. So we'll see what happens. It's cold here, Travis. God. It's very cold here. Very cold. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I think uh, I'm really excited about this one. I love Like a Dragon. Um, it's one of the few I've joked before. Like most Japanese role playing games aren't on my alley nowadays, but I played the hell out of that game. And uh, and loved it, so I'm I'm just super pumped about this one. To to Dan's point, obviously, I hope they didn't try to do too much or go too far and ruin aspects of it. But I RGG solid man. I, I they are. I, yeah, I think that I think it's going to be. They might be the certified. most solid, yeah. in yeah. terms of quality and quantity consistency. That's, that's from just... software, my friend. Thank you. Quantity uh, frums are a little bit more separated in time. Yeah. Hmm. I would say if you put them on the graph of like, well, take out remasters. Quality, they're the highest up 
like in the upper <laughs> right hand corner because their quality and quantity is so dang high. I mean, they're due like at least one game a year, sometimes more than one, which is crazy. Well, I mean, I don't, know when, yeah. I don't know when Ishin came out, right? But it, it might be Ishin, Gaiden, and Infinite Wealth, like within a 12 month period. Well, as I yeah. said, take out remasters. That's not yeah. a new game. No. Like, right. Ishin's so not a new Gaiden, game. It's true. Infinite Wealth. It's true. No, I mean, you still got to have people. It doesn't matter. I mean, we're arguing about two fantastic studios and, and great games. It doesn't matter. But yeah. I would just say maybe their their quality is probably higher, but I don't think they're as far up in that upper right hand. Prolific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 RGG definitely kills it. So, um, yeah, so that's January 26th, guys. I mean, that's less than two weeks away. Pumped. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yep. I will have and not then... finished the two games I should finish before that one. So we'll see. Nice. <laughs> um and then a week after that which we can actually talk about now due to things that have gone on is suicide squad february 2nd uh which That's i right. only learned this sorry Hope. oh no i was just gonna say we had all of our lips tied because even as a lawyer i looked at that nda and said christ okay <laughs> uh so yeah I, I wasn't even sure i could say the word suicide squad in order after signing that nda but they lifted it because they had an awful preview set when a bunch of people said there were problems with the game. And so they said, well, we've got a lot of people that played it and seem to be more positive. Let's lift that NDA. And I'm happy to tell folks that I enjoyed my time with the Suicide Squad. And I'm not the biggest fan of the Suicide Squad as an IP. I'm not the biggest fan of looter shooters. I think people will be surprised by how much narrative and world building and story Rocksteady got into this game. And I think there will still be voices online and in the review class that say, I wish these resources would have gone to something more like an Arkham game. But there's a lot of that DNA in this title, and I was very impressed by it, honestly. Yeah, I'll uh, sound off as well. Um, I was also pleasantly surprised by my time with it. Actually, not really surprised. It's rock steady. They're, they're good at making games. Um, but the, the story, I think, for me hit... Uh, I I played most of it with um, friends and my fiance, and we were all laughing together playing multiplayer. Um, it really does crush it as a as a multiplayer game. Um, and I will give a little insight into the preview event. So the reason that so many people that previewed it have negative impressions aren't because necessarily that they just hate you know looter shooters or don't like that it's a multiplayer game or anything else. It really comes down to a very poorly run press event from my understanding it's they got there and there were a whole bunch of trouble with the machines and whoever decided what they were going to play for the game decided it would be a good idea to make them play 20 minute increments and jump around to different chapters of the game with no cohesion in the story and also playing different characters every 20 minutes and then do that for about 90 minutes of full play time and then go okay bye go home uh with the game having a lot of technical issues in between those sections um and so you know, if you were at that that event, you might have gotten a really bad taste in your mouth because of the way that they chose to preview their game. Uh, the people that did the the closed alpha or whatever it was, closed beta, um, they got more of like a "Hey, here's the first ninety minutes, here's the first two hours," and I think that probably would have gone over a little bit better. Um, I don't know if they were trying to give the people in the media like a deeper impression of the game or show them stuff content that was further along in the the game or or stuff that you couldn't just play if you played the alpha or whatever um but 
it seemed to not work out and or was just like poorly planned. I wouldn't be surprised if Rocksteady, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if heads would ro roll based on the preview event, just based on what I've heard for people that were there is that it was just really, really uh, poorly planned and executed. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, so I'll say maybe if you uh, were a little bit scared by the, the negative press that the game got this week, just keep in mind sometimes a bad a game is just simply previewed poorly and it gives uh, the people that are there a bad impression for it. My impression was a lot more positive um, playing it uh, in the, in the alpha and doing the first couple hours with friends um, and not having uh, somebody over my shoulder, making me jump from chapter to chapter and play <laughs> characters that I didn't understand the controls for. So, yeah. yeah, it was very, very polished fair. for an alpha and I can certainly understand why that would be a problem because these characters do play pretty differently, very especially so, in terms yeah. of movement. Yeah, and then they ask you to record your footage of you playing, you know, a character for the first for the first time in your life for 20 minutes before having switched to another and then turn that into a YouTube video. And then when everybody makes fun of you, you're like, yeah, well, <laughs> I'd like to see you try it. <laughs> have all of your moves criticized minutes after you've learned how to play the game. That's why, you know, sometimes when I preview game all, I'll play it myself. And then when I'm done with the demo, I'll ask somebody on the team to play it as well and record that as well. Just that that way, you know, you have somebody who has more experience with the game playing it and can show off tricks or, you know, a clean playthrough. Weirdly people that we kind of came in. I don't know if you guys saw Saltzman's drama this week with dragon's dogma too, but he got no, like, I saw his letter to Reddit. Yeah. He, he got, um, like criticized online for his gameplay in Dragon Dogma's two Dragon's Dogma two, and if you don't know Saltzman, he's extremely good at video games, and he's a big, big Dragon's Dogma fan. And so he basically just responded to the Reddit post and was like, "Hey, here's what capturing footage is like, and why the things happened that you saw." And the community actually surprisingly saw his letter and was like, "Oh, sorry." They like apologized him. It was a very yeah, good letter good. and. That's yeah, and, and Reddit kind of came back and was like, "Yeah, sorry, we were being dicks about it." Uh, good, good stuff. So, yeah. how about um, just not yeah, be a I'll, dick and assume you know yeah, everything yeah. ahead of time? <laughs> exactly, and and yeah, I think sometimes people online they they expect you know this person must not play games, etc. Until you've previewed a game and played it and had to record for it. I also have this phenomenon where even if I'm really good at a game, as soon as I hit record, I start sucking. I don't know if it's just like <laughs> I get I get nervous or I know you that get I'm a being performance anxiety. Does it affect yeah, your lightsaber? A little, I mean a little bit yeah a little bit of performance anxiety. Hey you try doing it with a camera in front of you. <laughs> um but yeah uh I, I I think there is a little bit of that. But yeah I mean people should have more empathy for these things. So I would just say uh you know yes trust that people who work in games are gamers that's what i would that's my general <laughs> advice for you none of us are like you know what i would like to do i'm not really into games but god i really want to make 35k a year so i'm gonna get into games media. <laughs> you know what i mean like come on dude <laughs> these guys you have to love games to be in this industry come on um it's funny i, I know i was closer to it because i i interact with mitch a lot but i couldn't even imagine anybody accusing mitch of not having games experience because i've watched his right? fighting games video videos it's like yeah. wow he, he yeah. is a legit gamer he goes to a tournament in uh in fighting games and he's just he's like fighting really, game guy yeah he also does all of our souls like games and stuff like that so he and i have a little bit of like a sweat lord uh rivalry because uh, we're kind of the two <laughs> we're the two we're the two sweat lords in in ign um 
So yeah, uh, no, no, he, I've never heard that rank before, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, look, he's more of a sweat lord than I, but I, you know, I, I, I go pretty hard. I go pretty hard sometimes. <laughs> um, probably, probably well, got I, him Funny enough, shooters. I, I downloaded and installed this on the Alpha and then never played it, so I can't really offer any thoughts. I've heard from a lot of people outside of you guys as well who have played it. I would say. I would say the majority, the vast majority, probably really enjoyed it. And the people I know that have played it are kind of pre-ordering it. What I was going to say right at the top is I said this is February 2nd, and I didn't actually learn until looking it up this morning. They, too, have a paid early access. So yeah, if you buy January the deluxe 30th. edition, January 30th, you get three days early on that one, too. And it's digital you. only, of course. Yeah, so. I'm going to tell you something. I did not like the alpha, but I also don't think this game is for me. So it's a it's a looter shooter. I'm tired of Suicide Squad. So and I and I think I put this in our chat. I don't know where everybody's talking about the story. I, I, and you kind of said something about a hoax, but I, I it's I didn't see any. Like we we got you get to like a museum and stuff, but then after that, everybody's like, "Oh, the story's gonna be amazing." I mean, you're going on if you're going on Rocksteady's pedigree, then yes. It I think it's clear that they fine. devoted resources to telling a story. That's what we could get from the alpha. Right. But I mean, and as far I think as that's like a bit of a surprise. Of it, you know, we have no idea, you know, but, and that's fine, you know, but hopefully people enjoy it. I'm probably going to wait till you guys play and see what you guys think of it. I'm, I'm going to wait on that one. Plus, I mean, there's no chance I'm going to be done with Yakuza by then. So there's, yeah, there's no way, but it's like three fine. days later. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. So, but you know, have fun with it, and hopefully, I mean, Rocksteady has never really disappointed me in the past. I will say that. <clears throat> what didn't I you like about stuff. the gameplay, Dan? It was, you know, what it felt like to me. It felt like a worse version of Anthem. I didn't like the traversal at all. Oh, for okay. any of the people. Um, maybe I think Deadshot or whatever his name is. Uh, what the hell's the the sniper guy? The Deadshot in this one. Yeah, yeah, he's the one with the drone, right? Yeah, the guy with the jetpack. That's the one. Oh, the jetpack. Yeah, Harley the uses jetpack. the drone. Yes. Yeah, she uses the drone. That's right. And I just, I just didn't like the, you know, I actually kind of struggled. I think it was Captain Boomerang and his traversal. I was like, man, this guy's terrible. What a terrible. Well, character. King Shark is a little bit like that old Incredible Hulk game. Yeah, he kind of. I was enjoying bounding stuff. about. Yeah. Yeah, I was also a shark boy. Um, but I will say, I think, I think Harlequin has the best, like, it seemed like hers was the way you want to play the game primarily. It had like a lot of depth and time put into it, I felt, but yeah, I don't, I, I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, the story, you get a little bit of taste of it, but the very, very like right. silly, irreverent tone is fun. The, you know, the, there were moments in it where something happens and you're like, oh damn. Didn't expect that. I will agree with this, Dan. I'll say the one area that I think maybe everyone on this panel has uh, kind of agreement on is we're all pretty tired of Suicide Squad, I think, yeah. at this point. They've done it yeah. a lot. I didn't really like either of the movies. Yeah, I was not enthused about them using the IP. I still think that at the end of the day, killing the Justice League is probably something that's going to get rolled back in comic book format, right? Like, even if they do kill them, there's a lot going on there in Metropolis. I can't imagine that Warner Brothers or DC wants to kill off their best known characters. So I think there's open questions for everybody that looks at what the project is about what it overall will have as an impact. And I think Dan's right that you don't get a lot of story from that alpha, but 
the alpha was set up seemingly from the beginning of the game. I know there was a disclaimer yeah. about them cutting certain things, but it seemed like it was mostly the beginning arc of the game. And I think for me, it was just the notion that they clearly had put in the resources to have all of this really kind of effective banter amongst the group, seeing different things yeah. as it goes along. And then actual narrative, like little mini levels uh, within this open world environment that I didn't know would be in the, in the game prospectus. Right. So I enjoyed that. I'm looking forward to the game. It might disappoint at the end of the day, but as a looter shooter, it has more going for it than I had expected. Feels Fair. like uh, it feels like it's just going to be a divisive game to begin with, um, which is okay. That, that's fine. I mean, there's right now in our chat, there's people who said they really loved it, and then uh, Rick yeah. says I agree 100 with Dan here. Worst feeling version of Anthem is exactly how I felt. So you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Yeah, that that's right. really going to be coming down to for me. I mean, it's just I'm just tired. You know, I try to get into like you know, I, I want that one looter shooter that I'm like, oh, this is going to be. You know, I can play a game for a long time. I do that with other games that aren't looter shooters. So you would think that like a live service yeah. game, live service be, game would be perfect for you once you find right, one. Like, yeah, that's the, that's the key. And maybe this will be it. And I have no idea. And when well, I, I would I, say the is, biggest concern is that it is not as tight of a thirty seconds of fun as something like Destiny. Right, Destiny's mm. top level shooting, uh, Suicide Squad is not. But the things that Suicide Squad adds to the formula, I liked. Right, it has shield concepts, it has melee concepts, it has counter concepts that reminded me of the modern Doom games in terms of having to remember what to do to get your shields back, and then kind of manipulating yeah. the overall environment in order to right. defeat enemies the way they need to be defeated to best maximize your chances of overall success. There was more thought put into that pattern than I had expected. So there are lots of things that I liked about it. I don't know it's, if it's, they went with like a purely Anthem or Destiny format of like, you know, tight shooting and then you have a couple powers. I don't know if that would have worked really with Suicide Squad as an IP because I think Suicide Squad as an IP, what you want to go for is like pure chaos. You want to make it feel like it's over the top and silly and there's like a lot of crazy stuff going on. And I think a little bit of sloppiness is kind of part of that. Like the shooting isn't as tight as, you know, where you're maximizing DPS and coming up with like strats and stuff, but it wouldn't it feel really weird if the Suicide Squad was like, for people who are always tightly communicating and working together really well and like per precision attacking. And it just, that would, that to me feels tonally not really right with the suicide squad property. So I think they went for more of like a sunset overdrive. It's not necessarily about accuracy or e efficiency. Right. It's kind of about just like having fun and doing silly shit in like a crazy sandbox. And I, I think it's, it nails that part arcadey. really well. Yeah, it's more arcadey, and I, I think it has to be if it's going to be Suicide Squad. Now, you can maybe criticize Suicide Squad as maybe not being the right IP for a live service, and I might be with you there. I kind of, it kind of the same thing with the Avengers. When Avengers was a live service game, my first thought was, how is that going to work? And then it, and then it collapsed. But I think in terms of gameplay, they nailed what you would want a Suicide Squad to be, which is just. That's fair over-the-top silliness arcade feel so I'll, i want to comment on this in avengers i liked avengers and it is more fun to play than avengers good no, that's yeah sure. i agree with that um, i agree I agree with that on the live service part we'll see if the story lives up to because i did like the campaign story of uh avengers avengers mm -hmm. there's one uh question that came up uh and this is a little long-winded but just to give you some context to a feature because we the four of us were talking about this the other day so someone had asked rock 
steady. Is it true that my squad of friends can select my character when I'm not playing? And if my squad takes my character with them, I also will get mission loot and experience points. And here's their answer. So just bear with me while I read this. Um, <clears throat> it says uh, with social squad, if you're playing alone and you're not planning on playing with certain members of the squad, you can replace those squad members with other players. As we mentioned before, they don't even need to be your friends. If you want, you can go to the leaderboards and find the best players in the world and put their Law. characters in your squad. Or wow. you maybe have a favorite streamer or someone you watch, you can put that in your squad. Social squad teammates keep all of their gear, cosmetics, and talents from their original owners and have them equipped just as if they had joined you in a co-op session. Um, the original owners also get a kickback if their characters are used in someone else's squad. So when they jump in-game next, they will receive a small portion of the resources and loot you've earned while playing. That's this is separate cool. from the rewards you earn for yourself, so it doesn't take anything away from the loot you've earned while playing. So, uh, pretty cool feature. I've heard other that people say cool. it's pretty similar to the Dragon's Dogma pawn system. I think it was pawn system. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, it's still a cool feature, especially if you're someone who prefers to play relatively solo most of the time. So I wonder, does it is it based, like, like I'm assuming you have, like, certain gear sets and yes, they're and everything. So, yep. so, are they going to, it's, it's going to, that character, let's say I use Travis's you know, Harley Quinn, it's going to be his. It's it's build. literally Travis's loadout. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. A little asynchronous multiplayer stuff. That's a great yeah, idea. Yeah, basically. I also will say, like, there's a lot of people playing this up. game and talking about it in the Discord right now. Um, there's, like, a, a Discord. And the A couple news stories have come out of it because of the stuff the devs are really engaging and getting to the nitty-gritty. And all of the stuff I've seen has comforted me about the game, made me feel like it's probably going to, like they've thought through the live service, they've thought through the build crafting uh, thing. So I, I just, I think it's, I think people are uh, reacting to the idea of Suicide Squad and the idea of live service, and maybe even taking some of the Gotham Knights game and having that taste in their mouth. I don't, I don't really understand the full scope of why people are so against this game by default but i think i think it's going to surprise some of them and per perhaps that expectations are low is is actually um a a a good thing for rocksteady you know? yeah 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 and um, i, I, I will sit here and say it's absolutely better than gotham knights i didn't hate gotham yes. knights i liked it more than travis uh but it is clearly better than gotham knights yeah yeah yeah, they also, uh, as Alex and uh, Zach point out in our chat too, they got away from gear score and this kind of extra developing time they've done. So they've got away from the gear score. There's a well, uh, paragon they system. Got like away a, from gear score. Yeah, there's a there's a late game skill system uh, that is also can be co op based as well. So like as your party, say you have a party of end game or or max level guys, there's more skills you can unlock and combine together at that point too so i think there's a lot of things to your guys's point that uh they've talked about that sound very exciting so i haven't actually played the alpha like i said but i'm i'm excited to play it i'll definitely be picking it up yeah we'll see cool. it'll be good we'll see. hopefully it's good uh one thing real quick before we jump uh to the to our questions um i forgot to mention tekken 8 comes out on january 26th as well right. um big obviously big fighting game release so uh, same day as Infinite Wealth and Elu, who's in the chat, is reviewing that one for us. He's our fighting game guy, kind of like nice. Mitch over at IGN. So, um, yeah, be good. I understand the uh, cast of Succession has been added to Tekken. Yes. No? Yep. <laughs> Let's get... <laughs> Didn't it, it caught me, threw me off guard there. A uh, couple super chats to get to here. Let's catch up on them. Beautiful. Shoosh with the five euros. This is the second year in a row. We start with some dormant IP being revived, just like Harrison Ford's career recently. 
Touche. <laughs> He has the yeah. show on Apple TV that's not bad. Something Yeah, with um shrinking. Jason uh Siegel. Yeah, shrinking. Yeah, it was actually yeah. pretty good. I watched that. It's another Bill Lawrence show. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Shoosh, thank you as yeah. always. You. Appreciate you. Easel Gabes. Easel Games, 499 Super Chat. Ho, go Lions. Also, cheers, Ains and crew. I haven't been around, but take care and stay slaying. That's yeah, right. For those you, that don't know, the Detroit Lions have their first home playoff game in 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> I attended that game 30 years ago. We lost to the Packers. Maybe today will go better. I'm not betting the house. Okay. Yeah. Good luck, Lions. Is Laporta playing? Yes or no? Uh, Laporta was practicing and was hopeful about getting to play in the game today. Mm. All right. I'm not going to put yeah. him in my parlay. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Easel, thank you, man. Good to see you. All right. Um, uh, a lot of people hanging out with us today. Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, definitely share yeah. it out if you're enjoying the conversation. Please make sure, as always, you know the, the the spiel. Hit that like button. Share it out. We super appreciate it. All right. So it's finally time, guys. Uh, I kind of curated a bunch of the questions that we've gathered since the holidays for the panel. So as uh, we've talked about it several times on the show, uh, these are questions that came from all over the place, all of our viewers um for anyone on the panel all four of us or individuals of us and they could be questions about anything so i've curated a bunch of these and we're going to spend the rest of the episode having a little fun here um and i'm pretty sure Ains is the only questions. one that has seen these am i, right I am the that? only one that has seen yeah. them yep uh i have yeah. the list here and i also some of them came in with like anonymous names some of them had obviously regular viewers who hang out with us I, I'm not calling out the names as I read these. I, I figured that would probably be the better bet. Just keep it anonymous. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So let's go ahead and get started here with the first question, which is for Hogue. And I, I would guess Travis, too, as well. Um, you said previously, Gloomhaven was your favorite board game. Have you mm. tried Frosthaven yet? And if so, what Again. did you think of it? And if you haven't tried it yet, what are your summer of, of your other favorite board games? So I got Frosthaven delivered to me in December of 2022. Um, and I have Great not timing. played it. Yes, good timing. <laughs> and I have not played it yet because 2023 was not a year in which I was playing a lot of strategy-based games or board games. And it took me a while to get to the place where that felt comfortable again. So I haven't gotten a chance to crack it open. It did seem more complicated than I would have liked reading through the instructions. One of the things I really like about board games is when their design is elegant, is the word I tend to use, which is that it captures notions of theme or storytelling or narrative with very simple rules that can have a lot of different kind of permutations coming out of them. And my fear is that Frosthaven might become more of a computer game version of Gloomhaven, uh, which isn't so fun to run on the table, but... I haven't gotten it out yet, so I can't say. Um, as for my favorite board games, the favorite one that I played in 2023 is a single-player board game, which I don't usually play, called Final Girl. And if you're interested in exploring single-player board games at all, it's my favorite of all time. Uh, it is a game in which you are playing one of like the heroic survivor characters in a horror movie. And these horror movies can be things like Friday the 13th or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or even Alien or whatever it might be. And you, you get this box that has a new killer and a new place to 
play against that killer and they can all be rotated against each other. So you can play against Freddy Krueger hunting you down on the African Savannah, or you can play against Santa Claus hunting you down on the equivalent of the Nostromo. Uh, and within that you play a deck of cards that allow you to do certain actions that then have to roll through kind of a, a cooldown, if you will, from the video game parlance in order to combat these killers. And you try to get other people on the board out of the killing fields as it were. And you get bonuses for doing that while you try to survive against this killer. And it is one of my absolute favorite board games of all time. It, it fills up your whole brain space. It has a lot to think about a lot of, strategy to do but only ever a few choices to make so it has all that elegance and it captures the feel of these 80s 90s and even 2000s horror movies in just a really effective way so that was my favorite game last year i have a lot of other games that i play regularly i play pandemic legacy games with my daughter um and i like those as well but final girl is my biggest recommendation if you're looking for a board game and i'll try to keep my answer shorter ains because i know if i answer it with this length <laughs> we'll be here till three Yes, Indeed. yes. I know yeah. I'll, I'll just um, say I've played Frosthaven. I think it's a pretty good game. I don't think uh it meets the qualification of being elegant, as Hogue said, but I also would say Gloomhaven isn't elegant at all. Those games are like famously very bloated and take a million years to set up and learn. And I think Frosthaven is very much in the line of that. It appeals to the same gamer. Um, but yeah, I uh sometimes you're in a mood for a game like that. Sometimes you're in a mood for something that's a little more simple. Um I like really chunky games, so I think Frosthaven's more up my alley. Um, I would like to recommend uh, Carnegie as a board game that I really enjoy if you haven't played it. It's a cool game, and it's about, yes, the entrepreneur Carnegie. And so it speaks to my capital spirit, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Cool. Become an entrepreneur in a board game. <laughs> All right. I would like a to very... recommend Clue. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Clue's a good one. Spoken like um... a real Colonel Mustard. <laughs> Dan, we have a very uh, serious question here. Crap. What item would become worse if it was buttered? God, man, I don't think there is one. <laughs> I mean, margarine, maybe? No, that makes it better. I mean, there's really nothing that you can, you know, butter, you know, like any item. I mean, if you get it in electronics, maybe. That's all I can think of. But, um, yeah. Butter solves all problems. I mean, it's a great lubricant, you know. There you go. <laughs> all right, next question. Next question. All, uh, this is for all of us. How did we all get together? We need an origin story. Hmm. Oh, wow. Ains brought us together. Yeah, Ains did bring us together. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I appeared um, on the show once, and then Ains sent me a nice DM afterwards and said, you I want to do this again? <laughs> that's his mo again sometime um that's what he did with me i don't know why you did it with me i can't even remember you just reached out randomly you were like hey i'm doing a show and i think you should be on it and i was like really me we just met buddy i think didn't we, uh didn't we talk about it over pizza we were talking about because it was me and you and we went to the yeah. pizza joint at prairie fire I yeah that Grimaldi's, yeah Grimaldi's, yeah and we yeah. were like hey we should you know like i got this guy Thai guy. Thai guy. Not this Thai yeah. guy. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I think I had, I can't remember the sequence of events actually, because I knew Travis from COG and from Last Word. And we were having guests at the time because it was just Dan and I doing this because Bert had moved on. 
Um, so we were having guests regularly, you know, um, and so we had Travis on and then I know Travis, you and I, I did the one-on-one with you, which we talked for a while. And that's when I think Dan, I think at that point is when Dan and I chatted over lunch saying like, Hey, do you, you, what do you think about me bringing Travis on full time? If he wants to do it, of course. Um, like, no. so that was Travis. And then pretty similar with Hogue. I, I learned about Hogue just through the gamer sphere. And then Hogue and I sat down, we had him as a guest. We also did a one-on-one, although I think the one-on-one maybe came later. Mm-hmm. Um, and just asked if Hogue wanted to uh, be on the show full time. I thought that uh, we were trying to get a four-person panel together uh, long-term yep. because I, I just thought that was kind of a sweet spot for opinions and debate and banter and everything else. And um, after getting Travis full time, we were trying to find out, okay, who would be a good fit? And so I found Travis's nemesis and uh, yeah. you know, the rest is history. You were like, we're how about this old guy? And I was like, oh boy, <laughs> must we, must we add that guy? Um, no. I, I, so I do have one slight correction to your origin story, Ains, which is that okay. I was never a guest on the show. You so, sure? Yeah, I was definitely not a guest. But I, okay. I don't, so that, that, that's why it felt like it was out of nowhere to me. I was like, cause I thought we were <laughs> just making come do the this show, show man. <laughs> yeah. Cause remember, remember when I was on the show first, when you DM me, I thought we were creating a new show. I had no idea that there were old episodes of the show and I still haven't seen any of those episodes. You should go back and watch them. There's some where <laughs> me and Angel are sitting next to each other. Same yeah. Same. yeah. Sounds maybe. great. I won't yeah. even watch today's episodes and I'm in them, but yeah, I'm going to go watch. I'll those. send you yeah. big cast zero, which is not even published. That's yeah. That's nice. pretty Dan. It's real bad. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Well, there That's you go. Fun. There's our there's our origin story. Just really not much yeah. of a story. Just coming together. Um, for all of us, who <laughs> I told you these questions are very random. So, who's your favorite Decepticon, and why is it not Ooh. Soundwave from Transformers Prime? Also, if you haven't <laughs> seen Transformers Prime, go watch it. Because the story is the best one to date and has the best ending for any Transformers show, and it will also make Soundwave your favorite. I want to say Starscream. It's a good one. Yeah. I mean, he's like the he's the nemesis, like in general, right? Is Starscream. Like he's even Megatron's nemesis, for God's yeah. sake. As you say, that's the uh, one that I, I remember Megatron saying like, like Starscream. <laughs> Uh, Soundwave actually was always my favorite. I love Soundwave. Uh, I still have the original Soundwave action figure with the tapes. Um, so I always liked him because he had the best voice. Come on. Literally had the best Who? voice in the whole show. Soundwave. Soundwave. Yeah. In the yeah, original, we're going back to the 80s, you know, Gen 1 show is what I'm talking about, of course. Uh, wasn't Shockwave, didn't he? He was like a giant purple gun that lit up. I thought that was cool when I was a kid. Like, he, he would... It was something completely different in the movies, I think, but uh, we don't talk like about the, the movies. movies. No, no, no. But that, I really enjoyed that one, I guess. And then the Constructicons, they're awesome too. Constructicons are great. Like, and the like Dinobots. Yeah. What say? Which I'm ones are the dinosaurs? Dinobots yeah. are the, uh, they're Autobots, so they're good guys. Grimlock, man. Come on. Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> Travis is like, okay, whatever. Yeah, Devastator. That was the Constructicons. I just haven't thought about Transformers in a couple of years. It's, it's how dare it's, you? It's sir. refreshing. Simpler how times. How dare you? you know? I like <laughs> uh, I like Blackout. I'll, that'll be my submission. Okay. Sure. Blackout. And and shout out to Jazz for being a Porsche 935 whale tail. All right, moving on. Uh, Travis, for you, sir. Simple question: Why are you the way that you are? Wow. 
We only have like 20 minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Great question. Yeah. Great question. Um, I think I would need you to be more specific about certain aspects of my personality, but I can tell you my personality makes sense in its own way. I understand that it is extremely unpalatable, not only to audiences, but in my personal life. You Look, if you have ever seen the show Curb Your Enthusiasm, I am Larry David to a T. And sometimes that's a virtue. Most of the time it is not. It makes me very hard to be around. But, you know, you need people like me. That's what I'll say. There's, It's good that there's people like me to be there. There's a place. You need there's, a place. Yeah. there's a place. You know, I, there's a place. I've never heard anybody answer earnestly to the office meme. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, for all of us, use a fork or spoon for mac and cheese. Fork. Fork. The easiest question of the day. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Dan, trying to... Are you... Dan's thinking. Trying to think what the hell I use. He doesn't I mean, care. Yeah, Face it doesn't really matter. The delivery system it does yeah. not really matter to me. Yeah, he yeah, drinks it like pretty much anything. It could be yeah. a, a giant butcher knife. I will say the things. the only time I would say that a spoon is really necessary is if you're eating that that slippery wet mac and cheese that I don't think is ideal. Nobody wants that, but sometimes you get that and you need a spoon. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Someone makes it a little too liquidy and it's just kind of, yeah. You know, yeah. If, the, if like, that happens, like a they add a little too much milk, then you're going to need to, you're going to need to get a spoon. And that has been my experience with craft mac and cheese most of the time. So <laughs> probably spoon for craft and fork for everything else. But who, who, who's wasting calories on like mid and, and, bad tier mac you know what i mean that's yeah no you, you know, don't yeah that's not mac even mac and cheese. you can't even call that mac and cheese stop it yeah, no. like come on jesus christ uh, uh by the way the follow-up question is fantastic craft mac and cheese is so good mm. well, so not, good it may not be mac not, and no. cheese it is so good also yeah well of butter, you know, banana candy isn't milk. banana boom i'll give you that by the way it has a place for sure the follow-up question to this, which I actually disagree with, but is why is baked mac and cheese the best? I don't think baked mac and cheese is the best, but maybe it I'm depends. alone. Depends. You you can make mac and cheese and then bake it after to you get can. like a material that's on top, and I think that can really add. You know, if you have a if you have a baked crust or a cheese layer on top, I think that I think that's I think good. Like a little crunchy texture can go with things like rice, yeah. certainly. Crack some Ritz yeah. crackers and, on top of that thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No. I'm I'm a purist. It's got to be mac and there's got to be cheese. Come on, yeah, there's mac Uh, and cheese. I add sometimes when it's got when it's got a a crust on the top that you break through and adds it. Come on, man, that's pretty good. No, that is good. Uh, Hot dogs, by the way, is a kid thing. That's what we did for the kids. Is that hot dogs? You do that for yourself, Hope? Oh yeah, hot dogs, mac and cheese. Oh, that's that's a celebration day, man. That's that's (laughs) good things are happening. That's a Michigan national champ day. Mac and cheese and hot dogs, dude. You get some Oscar well, Mayer, little chili. There's some mac and cheese right on top of it. Done deal. There's some really Did good mac and Oscar Myers. Whatever's there, man. I'm usually a Nathan's guy. Actually, I'm a Vienna guy, but I can't get that here. So I, I have to get Nathan's hot dogs, which are all right. But also Hebrew National, amazing hot dog. Great, <laughs> great one. Yeah, <laughs> worth the money. For all sure. right. We went to uh, for- Foodcast. Yep. Yeah, no yeah. Good. Well, you knew we were going to get some food. Wow, but we uh, got for, there. For all of us, you have to attend Comic Con in full cosplay. Who are you going as? By the way, I've done this Ooh. several times, so this is not like a, a question, really. Easy. But, uh, who, easy. Who are you going as? 
Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Easy answer. Let's go, baby. I get You're, to ready. You're already there. I've got the pin. I, I don't have it on right now, but I have a pin, the, the attorney's badge. So all I have to do is slick my hair back and pretend I live in LA. That's really have a law change. degree. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how you get a law degree in the ace attorney world, but he apparently doesn't know basic <laughs> stuff like how to object and stuff like that on his first case. So it's kind of a learn as you go sort of thing in the ace attorney world. <laughs> Figure it out. You it's multiple choice you. anyway, Hogue, just yeah. like when you're I, in a real courtroom. I think the rule is so I don't, maybe this will be too deep of a pool, but you know, you can get grandfathered into having a contractor's license. Like if you're a carpenter, like if your dad dies and he has a contractor's license, he can give you a contractor's license. That's how my dad got his. And so my dad never became like, he never had to go to school. He just got it from his dad who got it from his dad. It was like a, a family thing. <laughs> and that's my theory of the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney world is that if your tutor dies, which is what happens in the Ace Attorney world, then you inherit their law degree. And I think that's how it should work in real life. So ain't or so Hogue, keep me in your thoughts when it's when it's uh when it's time for you to to call it, you know. Think about me. What could I do with that law degree? What what, what chaos could I create? As you're Especially. dying, think about Travis. That's how it's yeah, gonna work. As most um, people do because I'm there. <laughs> All right, right, full cosplay, Hogue. Uh you know, I don't know. Bill Belichick. <laughs> That's actually perfect. I mean, I, I, I did not expect that answer. Yeah, I needed that. But man, I, I was right assuming on. we were talking video game characters, but hey, you do well, you. I'm not a comic <laughs> on, but you know what? He's kind of a comedian, so that's great. Good job, man. Dan, what do you got? I mean, it had to be somebody Hit fat. Me. So like, even like the Blob or like, like Mister <laughs> Incredible, and like his older days where he like put on a bunch of weight in the spandex, and he was kind of, uh, you know, I could probably pull that off. You know, like the old fat Mister Incredible. That'd be all you right. could you could shave your head and and be like a uh, hitman really undercover. Man, I could pull that off. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of cover. Really yeah. undercover. Yeah. yeah, you could go as Christian Bale doing a part. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> like, he's just really in character. That's all. <laughs> Bizzle said you need to go as Thor from God of War Ragnarok. That could do oh, that. That would too. be great. There you go. I have yeah, the yeah, hammer right here. You can. I don't have I'll give it hair. to. You. But I can probably get some. You can get, yeah, we can fix that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me, I, I don't know who I was. I, I've I've gone as Chief. I've gone as Marcus Phoenix. Um, I can see Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, Marcus was a good one because I actually have the Lancer with the saw and all that. So that was a Say good you one. You ruined my tomatoes. Let's see the audition. Uh, I can't. Uh, no, yeah, that's too bad. I can't do the voice. No one can do uh, Dimaggio voice, I mean, man. He, that guy. That guy is Bender. All right. Yeah. That's DiMaggio is awesome. Right there. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Um, Hogue, mm -hmm. what is the better courtroom movie? To Kill a Mockingbird or My Cousin Vinny? My Ooh. Cousin Vinny. My Cousin Vinny, I've heard, is the most accurate. <laughs> For the record, my favorite legal movie is 12 Angry Men, and that is a jury that is not doing what a jury is supposed to do. But oh, yeah. That is, that is a very, they're breaking some rules in that movie. That's okay though. <laughs> Who wants to act um, legal representation? Only lawyers. Who for all of us? Who's only lawyers game? sounds like the worst online video Dating. portal. Only lawyers. Only lawyers. You have to sign an NDA before every online date. That would be pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Um, for all of us, who's your favorite game character and why? 
I mean, I'll, I'll mine's easy, and you should already know this. Mine is Master Chief uh, for a number of reasons. Obviously, the early on in the gameplay and later in the books and how they developed him in the recent games, he's just my guy. So You don't even duh. know his last name. Not a true fan. He's John Halo. Oh man! I mean, mine's pretty easy too. It's forty-seven, Agent Forty-seven. Really? I mean, I mean, I mean. You guys choose for, like, like two characters that like almost never speak. It's crazy. <laughs> Those are your favorite characters? Come yeah. on. I mean, I don't. I mean, you could probably find ones that are more developed and have a you know more character development and better story in history. But you know. I spend so much time with the dude. He's my man. Yeah, well, that's probably me with with John Halo. Um, if I had to probably pick outside of John, um, I would maybe say Arthur Morgan's up there. He's way up there. Yeah, pretty good me. one. Sure. I think I'd go with something like Kane from Legacy of Kane. Okay. Good one. Going too. back. Nice. Yeah. My brain Travis, is come on. My brain yeah, is overloading, guys. No, you, you got to pick. This is this is too difficult. No, nope, we're not anyone, doing that, though, right? You're not going to. Yeah, if it. you wanted to hang out with one of them, which one would be? I mean, can That's I choose a whole like, different a Star question. Wars character because they're in a video game? Sure, sure. Or does, or does that not count as a video game character? Because then I'll just it. choose Darth Vader. I want to hang out with that dude. All right. I feel like we have a lot in common. Perfect. <laughs> you know what I think about a lot? I think about if Vader ever visits. Um, his child friend. You remember what? in episode yeah. one? There's a story that on that. Friend. It's in the comics. What's that? Go look it up. There's a, there's a story. I think where they go, he goes either goes back to Tatooine or something. I think it's a comic that you can go and look up. But um, is that one of the ones that's not canon? One of maybe. the uh, yeah, one of the pre Disney era. Yeah, be. I I I'm not fully caught up on that. But yeah, Kitster was his name. Yeah. I think about that. I would like to be Vader's kitster. <laughs> I'd like to be his old his old homie from the slave days. Funny, the, the... If we go too deep into Star Wars, I start thinking about questions like, why would you hide their son with the same last name at your old family yeah. home? I mean, there's a lot of a lot of questionable <laughs> prequel decisions there. But yeah. We uh we got some funny answers. Uh, we got Ichiban. We got Shepard. We got uh, Mr. Chief. Shepard. Shepard um, makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, what, if, what if it's somebody else's playthrough? It could be like Renegade Shepard. He pushes you out a window. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he punches reporters. Uh, I think I think Dell has the best answer. The goose from Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> that would be pretty good. That'd be all right. It's <laughs> a great one. Okay. Um, where am I here on my list? All right, Dan, this is for you, and I left this in here. This is up to you how you want to answer this. So this is a great one, though. What does Dan do for a living? I've been yeah. a watcher for yeah. months and have never heard a reference to what he does for work. Is, is Dan the Cosmo reason? Kramer of season gaming? There is a reason gaming? for that. Yeah, there is a reason I don't go into what I do. Uh, so <laughs> He's a um, hitman. That's why I play so much I hitman. hitman. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, I've done several different things. I'm not... Uh, Gosh, I don't know how I don't want to answer this. For a long it sounds time, like he is—he's—he's he's eating around some illicit activities. No, he's like, I've done several I'll, things. I'll, I'll just say that the thing I he did hides bodies the longest was like HVAC. So I will just stick with that, and then HVAC. Yeah, HVAC. Yeah. Oh. So we're just gonna stick with that because I. All right, there you go. Yeah. 
But yes, yeah, he is the Kramer of season gaming for sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. It's classic. All right. Uh, let's see here for all of us. Uh, th- th- we get a little more serious briefly here. All yeah. of you have been through difficult times in your lives. What did you find helpful about games and gaming during those times? What did your friends and family do that made you feel helped and comforted? Okay, we may- maybe the latter part of that. I don't. I don't know. You can answer if you want to. But more importantly, the main question is, how have games helped you through difficult times? Well, we'll start with Vogue here. Since he I was going to say, you know, the last year I've been half paralyzed and recovering sensation and function in my left hand. And games were the goal, right? Games were the, the milestone that I could aim at. And when I got out of the hospital in February of last year, I tried to play Hi-Fi Rush and Hi-Fi Rush laughed at me and said no. And so that was one of those games that I kept going back to and trying and I would start something like Jedi Survivor and, and try to play that and wind up wildly missing, jumping on things like a rope that's hung over two canyons and having trouble there. And it was a way to measure my ability of getting better. And I love games so much that it was a driver for consistently using my left hand, right? One of the things my physical therapist said was people that lose... Uh, functionality in their non-dominant hand often have trouble getting it back because they don't use it for much of anything, right? Even typing, you can kind of get rid of the other hand and, and work with one hand and your brain winds up doing that when you're not when you're not as functional on the other side. And with games, because of the way they're constructed, you really have to have both hands on a controller, even for a simpler game like a Diablo. And so it was it was my goal. It was it was what helped drive me forward and it was fantastically effective. I talked to my therapist and said, you know, we should do more of that here. We should have more of that stuff here because it was really the, the, the outer edge of what I could do. Even when I had a functional grip, even when I was typing just fine, it was like the hardest thing was keeping the left stick moving in a direction without pulling down on the trigger and being able to use both hands at the same time to do different things. And so video games, I think helped save me and my functionality this last year. And I, can't say it better than that. It's awesome. Well said. By the way, I'll just quickly uh, plug your videos uh, on uh, your channel about your stroke journey as well. Um, very good. Um, for me, I'll answer next. Uh, I've written a lot about this as well. Um, I think anyone who watches us regularly or knows me uh, knows that uh, we lost a son. Um, and so back in 2018, which was uh, you know tougher than I could ever really describe to anyone, um, but because of that, I started the good in gaming thing at SG and a bunch of people, including myself, have written a bunch of different articles about how gaming has helped them either physically to Hogue's point mentally, uh, through, you know, all kinds of things for me, um, a lot of escapism, which, uh, I think sometimes video games get a negative connotation for, but they shouldn't, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's something that can really kind of, um, help you curate your thoughts, uh, especially the social aspect for me. I'm a very social gamer. Um, I play a lot of multiplayer. I talk about this all the time, right? So just being able to uh, connect with friends, uh, either friends that I've known in real life for years who are not local or friends I've made online and just play and veg out and, you know, just enjoy myself without um, getting away from some of the other things bad things that were going on is very uh, positive for me. So uh, games are fantastic in that regard. And I would also recommend uh, Dr. Rachel Cohort, who we've had on this show multiple times, her channel Psychgeist. 
Uh, she is awesome. Uh, an actual uh, uh, doctor who studies the effect of games for take two, not take two. Um, is it take two? No, because take two is the rock star owner, right? <laughs> um, they are that. Yeah. Uh, take this. Sorry. Take this dot org, uh, which, uh, you know, um, does a lot of work in the gaming space about how games can help. So um, I would recommend that as well. You guys, uh, to stand yeah. anything you want to say here? Yeah, I mean, games have helped me through everything. I mean, it's it's literally like, uh, you know, I had a, I had a tough upbringing, and games were escapism and a way for me to, uh, you know, focus on something else and feel like I was building skills there and and understanding art a little bit better. Um, I've had a bunch of health issues in my life and spent long stretches in the hospital. Also went through PT actually. Um, and games were there to kind of get me through that while I was bedridden. Um, and you know, just general, my kind of social failings, uh, I'm not a very likable person, never really had a lot of friends and games were a way for me to connect with other people through multiplayer and also just focus on something else. Um, actually, uh, I think it was Rachel, um, that was on the show and was talking about how, uh, games kind of flip the, um, the social script on its head where instead of um, getting to know a person first and then trusting them with your uh, doing like a shared activity together, you kind of have to like connect with them first and become friends. And then you go and you do like a rafting trip Mm. or whatever video games Mm -hmm. forces you to, before you know a person, trust them and cooperate with them and do something together, right? Like you're winning a multiplayer match together or you're doing a raid together, whatever. And then afterwards you uh, get through all the other bullshit of like, okay, now who are you? And that means that it kind of allows people like me to like make friends in reverse order because I'm not really good at making friends uh, the traditional way. Um, So yeah, I mean, games, games have touched my, my life, uh, in innumerable, innumerable ways. I wouldn't have a fiance without the games industry. I met her through, uh, you know, she worked for a PR, PR company uh, and I was a, a writer. So I, I owe everything to this industry. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's, it's, this is a very long discussion. Uh, yeah, yeah, this I knew this one would be a little longer one. The rest, I think this is probably the most serious one of uh, out of all of our questions. Um, Dan, anything you want to comment on here? I mean, I, I haven't had any kind of experience like that. I've just been playing for so long. Started playing with my dad, uh, back with the Atari and stuff. And then it's just, it's for me, it's just always been there. It's like, you know, part of your body or an extension of yourself where it's like, if it wasn't there, you would notice, right? Like, and and I think for everybody, I mean, you get that escapism. That's 100% what it is, you know? Like, I don't typically like like when we have issues or problems in the family like i i'm able to tackle them from a different perspective because i don't let those problems consume me because i always have that outlet where i can just kind of get away and go okay let me just clear my head real quick come back and then that's it i mean it's more of like a you know just like eating or breathing or something you know it's just it's just (laughs) part of what i do now and so you know, I mean, I, I, but I do appreciate how it can help people. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's undeniable, you know, you see three great examples here and so many more, you know, probably millions out there that, that, that can, you know, have benefited from, you know, this medium. So, you know, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. 
I mean, I, you, you got to have it. Like if I got rid of it, you know, tomorrow I'd be like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> I mean, I would not know what to do with myself. So it's, it's funny you say that because uh, there's those stupid questions that come up on Twitter. Like you, you get a billion dollars and uh, you know, you have to give up pizza for a year and it's like, well, of course, you know, but one mm-hmm. came up and it was like a million dollars, but you have to give up gaming for a year. And I, I actually made me think, I was like, I could do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'd be the I worst would, year of my life. I could do it though. There's no reason. A million? To. I don't know if a million is enough for that. No, but it's not. A million? <laughs> yeah, I'd do it. That's a. Yeah. That's like half of a house in SF. That's like real. <laughs> money. You heard it here first, folks. If you hate Travis's reviews or him on the Bitcast, you just yeah. got to put a million dollars in crowdfunding. Million dollars in front of him. Oh, dude, like legit, real offer. Let's go. <laughs> dude, let's, I got a wedding coming up. Go. It's an open bar. <laughs> I got to get this care <laughs> Um. Thank you uh, for that question. Like I said, I don't have who asked these questions, but all right, let's get through some of these. So, um, Hogue, can you give us a short bookshelf tour? I've been curious ever since the new background showed up. Oh. What we got? Uh, sure. I, I have to do it in reverse, right? So the the arcade machines here are two of my favorite cartoon-based video games. They're Dragon's Lair and Space Ace. This, wow. Space this guy Ace. here is the gaming dino which if you're on my channel regularly, you know my youngest daughter created and became kind of a mascot for the channel. It's available in the store if you like stickers. And of course, right below it is the national championship hat for your Michigan Wolverine (laughs) football team. And I can do this the right way. There's a little Michigan football hat behind it and three Michigan-based books. So it's three and out from John U. Bacon and End Zone and books about the many, many bad years of Michigan football that culminated in, of course, this national championship. Right next to that is a series of board games that I absolutely love called Unmatched, uh, which takes kind of public domain characters for the most part, like Sherlock Holmes or the Invisible Man, and pits them against each other in tactical warfare on a small board. Um, I love it. I play it a lot with my daughters. Each character operates differently, has their own deck of 30 cards, some really cool art, and it is fun to see exactly how somebody like Bruce Lee would deal with being attacked by two Raptors. So if that sounds fun, unmatched, check it out. Uh, I think the rest are mostly books. You've got the YouTube wooden plaque there that my buddy Rob at Lawn Lumber made for me when we got to 107,000, which is the uh, capacity of Michigan Stadium, if you're sensing a theme. Uh, And then we have various books from my economics degree. We have law books. Um, we have some fantasy, I think, over here. We have the the fancy Lord of the Rings. We have Dune. Um, and uh, below that, some more board games. And I'm looking at a bunch of board games off screen here. So that's the short bookshelf tour. <laughs> Thank you, Hogue. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> sorry if we speed up on a few of these questions. Uh, we have a, a harder stop today than usual. So we're going to get through uh, the rest of these questions. Um which is kind of funny given the last one, but we'll get to it. All right. Um, quick for all of us. What are you looking f- most forward to out of each gaming platform in 2024? So I will start, I think, with uh, Xbox. We kind of touched on already, seeing that steady cadence of kind of new first-party games. I'm very excited for Hellblade. I'm very excited for Avowed. Very curious about Indiana Jones, so we kind of touched on that. I think with Nintendo, for me, I'm really hopeful to switch to. I really want to see new hardware from Nintendo. Uh, see what that is and uh, hope it's good obviously uh, PlayStation is a very good question because I honestly have no idea 
Um, I think we've kind of joked on the show about not knowing what PlayStation is doing in 2024. So I guess my answer would be finding out what PlayStation is going to do in 2024. We know that they're paying for an awful lot of third-party games to be exclusive to their platform, which I think tells you a little bit about what their first party is looking like this year. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you go. That's my quick rundown. All right. I'm going to say games. I, I know Travis None. has to go, so we can we can go fast here. Um, on the Nintendo side, I'm looking forward to a Switch successor. Uh, I think that's coming this year. I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what that looks like. I know we've seen rumors about what kind of power it has, but I think anything that you can move around as easily as the Switch that is even a couple generations back will be awesome for what software Nintendo makes. On the PlayStation side, I think I, I basically begin and end at Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, that's that's the game of the year for me on the PlayStation platform. I'm looking forward to that. That's the end of February. And then on the Xbox side of things, I don't know. That's where I play Diablo. So I'm looking forward to that Diablo 4 expansion and the other Bam. seasons uh, Ooh, that are coming to Diablo. Expansion. I'm looking yeah. forward to uh, Starfield continuing to get upgraded and potentially get expansions in DLC as well. And that's really Xbox to me. So that's kind of living in the past a little bit. But that's where I'm at on the platforms. Um, cool. Xbox probably avowed, I think, is the, the thing I'm most excited for that I know they have coming this year. Um, and we'll see how that turns out in the the stream soon. Um, PlayStation, I'm excited, and I say excited because I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm trying to wish it into existence. But I'm excited for them to come up with some really exciting PSVR 2 titles that are for <laughs> sure going to happen and be announced. Um, and then for Nintendo, I'm excited for the switch to to not happen this year because i think it would be really funny if it didn't uh because everybody keeps saying that it's gonna That's happen just and mean I'm... for no reason yeah i would like to i would like to wish the switch to out of existence because i think it would be funny if that happened but it's it i mean there's a lot of evidence to suggest it's coming this year oh yeah hell divers too that is actually a really good one i'm actually going to be previewing that game next week looks great uh so That's i will great. be able to talk about that game at some point in the future i have not seen it yet but i'm going to be going to the uh sony office in san mateo driving to, driving down there and uh playing it next week cool so that'll yeah, be fun very cool i hope they capture some of the madness from the first one and the over-the-top perspective because i think the the way we've seen it in action it doesn't look as crazy as the first one so i'm hopeful that that's still in there yeah gotcha uh this one's for me which is uh i probably can remember who asked this one but what's the first sporty sporty car you bought what's your favorite car that you've owned and is there something you want to try getting in the future this is easy so the first car i bought was a 1984 300 zx so i've only owned sports cars by the way uh so that was my first car the favorite car i've owned oh that's not easy um either my porsche 944 turbo um or my 2002 m3 uh, and maybe my current 2020 M4. So one of those. Uh, is there something I want to try getting in the future? Of course, Porsche. It, it begins and ends with Porsche GT3, always. Um, whether or not I'll be able to afford one is doubtful. So there we are. Um, Travis, from above, would like to to hear from Travis. Sorry, it's worded weird. like to hear from Travis about what he would do for a VR starter kit and the games to experience. Ooh, that's a great one. Um, actually I will do a shortcut for this one and say that if you want to know what my favorite VR games, I actually have a list of them on IGN playlist. So you can look for <laughs> Ty guy, Travis's top VR games. And there'll be a list of like the top 12 games that I think you should play, uh, in order. So check that out on IGN.com. 
<laughs> there you go. He was already prepared for that one. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I don't even know what this means, so you'll have to tell me. But for Dan, is Malort, Malort to alcohol what the Bears are to football? I don't know what the hell Malort is. Oh, he said Chicago guys will know. That's all. That's all it said at the end of this. I mean, I, I gotta spell it out. Uh, M A L O R T. I guess it's an alcohol, so maybe that's why you don't, don't know. Dan drink. doesn't drink, in case you didn't know. So. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. Oh, okay. Some kind of liqueur. Yeah. I guess Here's it's terrible. It's, yeah, it's a Chicago's favorite spirit. Apparently, I don't drink, so I had no idea what Malort is. <laughs> but if it's uh, if it's garbage, then yes. Uh, it is very comparable <laughs> to the Chicago Bears. Uh, so there you go. That's the best. There you go. Say. Yep. Um, Travis, this is more of a funny one. and I know we're short on time, um, but I, I put this in here. Even I, They put this in here knowing that it would break you. Uh, you're given infinite money and a cubicle where time does not pass. How do you construct the perfect 10 out of 10 IGN live service oh video God. game? <laughs> live service video game. I've actually thought about this. Um, I want to do a fantasy game that doesn't have like dragons and stuff in it. So if I were basing my uh, fantasy world off of anything, it would be like um, kind of ancient Roman mythology. You know, it would be like uh, gladiators and military and, you know, griffins and that sort of stuff more than more than uh, or satyrs, you know, more more than uh, dragons and wizards and that sort of thing. And I think it would be really cool to do like a, a live service game where people create gladiator schools of comprised of real players uh, and then compete in games together. Like I want to do like a ancient Rome gladiator based uh, live service game where you create gladiator schools and it has some sort of like, you know, loot game to it where you're upgrading and improving and that sort of stuff. And also different classes, uh, different species. Um, and the reason I've thought about this a lot is because I'm actually working on a tabletop RPG that kind of is in that same uh, vein uh, that I hope to one day, you know, release uh, i've been working on it a lot over the holidays actually so awesome. that i that i think would be a a super cool uh game and i'm very surprised that it hasn't um a, an idea like that hasn't existed maybe maybe it's because historically gladiator type games or games that take place in ancient rome don't do well like rise son of rome did really poorly and i think gladius was lucas art's worst favorite game but uh yeah i i uh I was I, going I to say cool. yeah. it was notable that commercial success was not a requirement as part of the question. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Commercial success is not a requirement. So I get to, as one of those guys who actually does think about the Roman empire every single day, which I, I hate to say I am that cliche. Um, there we go. That's the one I would do. Uh, I think that that could be really, really damn cool. Okay, cool. See, that wasn't that hard, right? Done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> have you played a game this is for all of us have you played a game that challenged a belief of yours or offered a new perspective to you in your daily life if so what was that game absolutely mm -hmm. um, I love games like that uh, I think um, I'll go with Bioshock as a classical one um, I think it's the 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 best um criticism of or cautionary tale of randy and objectivism that we have um and they don't I, I think that's a very unique to video game thing and i that, that as, a versus, 
as a versus, yeah. I think Ken Levine and Bioshock wildly misinterpret Randy and objectivism, but. Oh well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, obviously, but I do think it's uh, I do think it's the, it's the best one we have. And the fact that it happens in games and also it came out at that perfect, that perfect time for me, which that game came out when I was in high school. And so for me, that concepts like that and economics and society freedom versus security were like in the front of my mind. And so that just came out at a really good time. And I think expanded my um, vocabulary uh, when it came to, to that stuff. So, you know, if, if now playing it, it, it's, it's sort of like a starter pack, right? It's, it's very basic in terms of how it addresses that stuff. But I think if you, if that game game came out when you were in high school, it, it was, that's like the perfect time to play that game. I think it's a, it, it's fundamental. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm too superficial to worry about that kind of shit. So I'm just going to say <laughs> nothing. I mean, I mean, I, I seriously, I've never played a game where I'm like, oh. Well, oh, I can tell you, Hogue yeah, is not... going to say Last of Us Part 2 because he didn't know Revenge is bad. Sure. He actually had <laughs> never heard that before he played Every... Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Every... So, you know what my biggest criticism of, of Last of Us Part 2 is on that cycle of violence stuff is that early on in that game, they have Ellie talk about the fact that she and Joel like to watch 80s revenge movies uh, nice. at the house, that they had tapes there of 80s revenge movies. And it's like, then you can't be alien to this notion. Like none of this <laughs> building of character makes sense for the rest of the 600 hours. You have to play this game. <laughs> no, they were just um, watching all the revenge movies where revenge turned out. Well, there's a lot of oh, those yeah. from the eighties. <laughs> there are. Yeah, yeah. They all just became friends. At no point did they not have a cost imposed on the protagonist in the revenge movies of the eighties. <laughs> um, in well, any I'm event, gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can combat that. I think there might be a couple. <laughs> Okay. Revenge is sometimes glorified in action movies and, you know, but yeah, I oh, agree Revenge with you that it's nerds. not a new concept. I mean, Revenge of the Nerds. There you go. Classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> what That's happened what to them when they got watching. the revenge? No cost at all. Part two <laughs> as well. So, there you go. I'm sorry. Yes. Ali was looking mm-hmm. for her guitar the whole game. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, it's kind of a little bit of a reverse of Travis. I'm sure that's a surprise. Uh, but I remember playing like Civilization 2, I would say, and thinking about how ridiculous a kind of centralized authority over the all these people's lives were and telling the farmers where to farm and that kind of thing, which I think led me to economics as my undergraduate degree. I mean, that was part of the road to getting to that place. So I'm, I'm going to say that for thinking about these things on a structural basis was civilization uh, as a rhetorical attack on totalitarianism or authoritarianism. And of course, Mobutake Morgan and the various folks that operated in the Alpha Centauri universe as well, all lead into that kind of conversation. (laughs) Um, I got to be honest with you. I'm not having one that immediately comes to mind. I think Mm. there's a couple games that come to mind relating to being a uh, parent and the, the strains on that about loss, obviously, for me, hit me in a different way. Um, so there's been some of those that, uh, you know, have been have been pretty meaningful. But uh, generally speaking, I don't have one that kind of jumps out that gave me a different perspective, I would say. But just uh, kind of, you know, mm. uh, emphasized a perspective I would have, I would say. Um, so... Chat, I want to thank you for hanging out with us. We actually have a harder stop today because Travis has an appointment he has to get to. So we actually do have several more questions I want to get to. We will save those for next week. 
So we'll have a little okay. fun next week and just save those because I don't want to make Travis late for this. Um, I will say um, the the last question I was saving for today because I forgot about Travis's uh, time is finally, did hashtag make BitCast a three-hour show actually work after all? Because if you look at our last four or five episodes, it's pretty much nearly three hours, all of them. So yeah. uh, I think we we're coming yeah. in at four pretty close on some of those. Okay. On one of those, uh, we, this, went, we we are not did. that interesting. We are not. <laughs> that interesting. We have a lot of feedback saying they like the longer Dan's shows. In charge of PR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys are um, out of your mind, but we appreciate you. So. Yeah, we do appreciate it. And by the way, the one comment we got was, "You all are a shining beacon of lasagna in this dark, endless Monday of a world." Stay seasoned, y'all. So I like that comment. I like the um, from Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to shout out uh, Mariana Pumpa, my Halo partner in crime, uh, for gifting five season gamer memberships while we were answering questions. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. And Bizzle had our last super chat, which we can close out with. Yep. Uh, $10. I've been around SG for a while now, and I've enjoyed getting to know all of you a bit more over that time. Thanks for sharing and a little bit, uh, a little bit more about yourselves today. Bizzle, you've been here forever, man. He's Ever. an OG, man. He oh, is an OG. That's right. No doubt. Thank you, Bizzle. Good to see you, brother. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up so Travis can get going. So for uh, Season Gaming side, pretty quick. Um, check out my Prince of Persia review. The written review is up today. The video review goes up tomorrow. It'll show uh, some more of the features. No spoilers, but some more of the game if you're interested. And then uh, we did record Cast Co-op this week. That's up on the channel as well. Luke uh, had uh, something outside of... of um, Outside, he was doing so. Me, Joe, uh, recorded with Logan, the other half of uh, Xbox Expansion Pass. Um, so that's up on the channel if you want to check that out as well. Travis. Uh, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of stuff I can't talk about, but I'm going to start <laughs> being able to talk about it uh, next week, including um, some big news about a, a live service game and some um, some other previews and uh, PAL World I'll be able to start talking about because it'll be officially out in, in, the, uh, in the live environment. So yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah, so we'll talk more about... Uh, yeah, we've got a few yeah, things we can talk more about next I'm, week. I've also got more uh, Skull and Bones coverage coming up that I'm excited to share. And we get that. we we didn't mention it, but we get the Diablo uh, Season 3 live stream this week, too. So next week, we'll have Diablo, Power World, Skull and Bones. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. Mm. Hogue! Yes, so as I said last week, uh, I did a couple videos on my channel this week, one about Mickey Mouse, Steamboat Willie, and copyright, and another about the open AI lawsuit put forth by the New York Times and whether or not AI and large language models overall are illegal under the current Copyright Act, as the New York Times kind of proposes. And so I had a lot of good conversations there. I think they are good episodes. If either of those topics interest you, come check it out on the channel. I also appeared on another YouTube channel, a popular one called Midnight's Edge, to talk about the copyright issues and Disney and Steamboat Willie overall, overall. So if you'd prefer to listen to me over there, that's also in the playlists on my channel. You can check that out. And as per usual, I'll be doing more videos this week. Uh, I did mention in a community post on my side that I've moved them a little later to 10 a.m. now because that gives me a little bit more time to prepare in the morning. And I'm still kind of working out exactly how all this stuff works around increasing law work and therapy and everything else that I'm still doing. So might be down to one episode a week, a couple of times in the near future as law work picks up, but we're having a good time at the channel. Lots of people there, lots of good folks and good conversation in all those videos. So come check it out. I think we're, we're getting back up to speed pretty good. 
Love to hear it, dude. Love to hear it. We got a super late super chat from a Vincent J. Thanks, folks. Thank you. <laughs> 10 euros from Vincent. Thanks, folks. Thank you, Vincent. Thank you. Appreciate that, man. Um, so thank you very much. With that, Travis is literally getting picked up <laughs> in like 30 seconds. So <laughs> his Uber is uh, there. He's got to go. He, Literally. He's gonna run. <laughs> see you guys. Thank you everyone Bye. for hanging out. We will see you next week. Hope you uh, enjoy your gaming. Until then, thank you for all the support. Love you guys. Until then, peace.